Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the true wit of your crimes, Jay. Join as always is my co-host, the unknowable consequences of your actions, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Yeah, pretty good. We had a whole bunch of stuff this week, didn't we? Man, we have so much. Un- Absolutely flush with content. So much. We had to push a lot of it back until next Sweet. week. We're not going to talk about Halo this week. Because Thank God. Also, apparently it's like maybe the worst one yet. So we picked a good, it, the timing worked out well on that one. Oh, yeah. And then we got some other stuff that we're going to. Yeah, we got a we got a Jay Science Corner we pushed That's off. Right. We got a Mormon show we pushed off. That's right, a Mormon show. Because <laughs> we got a couple, we'll have a couple week gap here after everything that we're talking about this week is going to kind of drop off before Kenobi oh, starts up. Yeah, so then we'll have that anyway. So obviously, the na- namely the biggest thing this week, of course, is the new MCU movie, Doctor Strange. Uh oh, too much multiverse. Oops, all multiverses. Oops, I broke the multiverse. And that that is a film that came out. And it we, did, is. we did indeed see it. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was pretty good too. So let's talk about, let's, I thought we'd just generally get into some of it before we went to some of the specific lores and connections and whatnot. So overall, I think, I thought this movie really was just quite good. And I think yeah. one of the, one of the big things leading into it that we talked about last week, and I'll, I'll defer to you on all our comments that we made because you edited last week, so you should be a little more fresher on some of the things. But oh, I, this, oh, I, oh, <laughs> oh, I'll try to remember. I remember most of them. Definitely, the big thing we said was we we're hoping it'd be a little better, or at least on par with Spider-Man, because we have that criticism of Spider-Man that a lot of people share is that it almost is too reliant on the on the cameos and all that, where yeah. to the to the like expensive the story writing. Yeah, yeah, of the actual plot and story of the overall movie there so we were like if it kind of keep like you know because we knew this was going to be heavy on cameos and stuff like that too we're like all right if it keeps if it manages to keep at least the same level of of spider-man it'll still be enjoyable um but i would say this one i think handled it better that that balance i would definitely agree i think this one works much better as a movie Mm -hmm. like it is very much a a doctor strange one division sequel like you really you only have to watch those two movies for this to make sense yeah ultimately and yeah i agree and I, i guess Really, it, it turned out to be a little bit less heavy on the cameos and whatnot than we yeah. initially guessed because we were throwing out all kind of crazy stuff last week. But oh yeah, no Chris but, Evans. No, unfortunately, that we can we can confirm now that uh, sorry for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but Chris Evans does not appear in any form or fashion. So that's a tour. Spoilers. We'll say that right here. <laughs> Spoilers. But uh, but I think what we did get was good. We'll we'll cover that more explicitly a little bit. But I think. Uh, the performances were all good in this one. Everyone was was acting doing, quite well, doing a bit of acting. Doing a bit uh, of acting. I thought everybody. I thought because uh, I, I remember we mentioned. I believe I mentioned this on the podcast, but if I didn't, I'll say it now. Uh, that uh, Doctor Strange. Oh my God, Benedict Cumberbatch called him Doctor Strange. Uh, <laughs> made a comment that like, oh yeah, they're. I don't even know if I have a story arc in this movie. And everybody was like, what? Why would you say that? That's not a good thing to say. Yeah, but uh, but rest assured if you knew that he definitely has one and it's and it's good and it's yeah not, it's not right it's very cl- like it's very clear it's it was very intentional like and him and wanda have very clear arcs and it's very good i really liked I it all that must have just been a joke then right it must have been i never like heard of it was just like something i heard secondhand so seen probably, the movie. he definitely has an arc like it'd be weird for him to forget that <laughs> i think <laughs> like, it's pretty expl- like you said I, I think it's pretty explicit in this one i don't think it's so it'd be weird for him to be like, my, is this an arc? <laughs> arc? I'm just here to do an American accent. Oh my gosh. I saw, I, I watched a, you know how every interview now is gimmicky yeah. online because of 
I don't know, hot ones mostly probably. Hot, hot mm. ones and wired. <laughs> um, I saw one of them. I couldn't even tell you what it was because they're all just bleed together. But it was one of those gimmicky interviews with him and Elizabeth Olsen. And um, I was like, you had to agree or disagree with a statement. And one of them was about accents. And it was like, British people, British actors can do American accents better than Americans can do British accents or something to that effect. And I think we've discussed this on the show. We take a little bit of umbrage with that because ultimately it's just an individual kind of thing. But yeah. he he mentioned in that, he was like, I, I do recognize that I I get a little flack for my accent. So he's aware because we made fun <laughs> of him before. Because well, we it's, it's not horrible. It's fine, but uh, it's not. It's great. definitely noticeable if yeah. you if you if you think about it. I, like I always say, it's like something that some of them have to do clearly. Like it's a technique that different actors employ clearly. Because I always say he sounds very similar to like Hugh Laurie in House and stuff. The way they. <laughs> The vocal fry, I think you've yeah, said before. Yeah, yeah, like the vocal fry and the deepness. And that's definitely present in this one, but he's not hes not bad. You know, he's doing it. Good for him. And this week he said apparently that he he's happy to keep doing it. He has like no plans to stop. He'll play Doctor Strange for like 10 more years. So good for him. Good for him. I mean, it. I mean, like I always say, I said the same thing when it was up in the air if Tom Holland was going to come back. They'd be a fool not to keep doing this. They'd be fools. That's so much money. Right? And I think like, you could almost make a different argument for Tom Holland because, like, he's young, and maybe that's uh, that's more of a weighing on him of like, well, I don't want to be typecast kind of thing. I want to expand yeah. my boundaries a little bit. You know, Benedict Cumberbatch is obviously went a good bit older, and like he he's also been doing genre stuff forever, right? Yeah, he did that awful Power of the Dog movie, so he's not above doing <laughs> terrible genre movies. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what I meant, but um, he's, he was in like what's it called? I'm Sherlock Holmes, but it's modern day. Um, and- Oh, uh, oh, home or Sherlock? It's English called Sherlock. Yeah, I, I knew what it was called. I was just being goofy. Is he? I don't know. He's probably in some kind of. Is he in a uh, a Merlin thing? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I know he's, he's in. Intimid- oh, he's in Into Darkness, of course. In- he was. Was, was he Khan? He was Khan. And what a weird movie. Because he goes. Well, the point is Khan. <laughs> Khan, and that's just for the audience. Oh, he was in Hobbit. He crawled around on the ground as Hobbit. Remember. Yeah, he, he was, was the dragon, but he, he also smiled. did it too. So he's about it, I think. I don't think he's got any problem with uh, doing some genre stuff. So yeah, I, I think I think he's one of those actors who's like, yeah, I, my job is kind of silly. So what, what does it matter? So good for him. But he's also done some great stuff, of course. He's a good mm-hmm. actor. That's yeah, good. definitely. He's in the Intimidation game or the Imitation game. Imitation, yeah. the imi- Intimidation. Excuse me. He got some. He got a nod for that or something, right? I so, think so. I don't think he won. He knows what's up. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So good for him, and I'm glad to see her. And I think he probably he smells the blood a little, blood in the water. I feel he sees the dollar signs, Jack. Well, that's what he's I'm like, saying. Like he's like Downey's out. I can be the new Downey. I can be the top of this even. I mean, yeah, like based on what's like Thor, t- like Chris Evans is gone. Downey's gone. Evans is gone. Scarlett Johansson is gone. It's not even just like I can, you know, I get a steady paycheck. It's like he's like I can be the guy going forward. And I think that's we've talked about it, but that seems kind of how they're positioning Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He is like the the mentor ish and, and one of the higher powers in the MCU at this point. So, him and Wong, um, code, yeah. Code. I think Wong. I think the guy's Benedict Wong is like, hey, let me. Let me he's probably smelling. He's like, well, I'll ride again. I'll ride you, me, me, you, Benedict. We'll ride together. We'll make this money all the way to the end. <laughs> Benedict and Benedict looking out for each other. Okay, <laughs> a couple of Bennies, a couple of Benny boys. He was good in this too, though. Uh, Wong, okay. I love. Um, he has yeah. stuff to do. Wong he is great. Yeah, he's always fun when he's a. He's been great. I think. I think you really. His probably first standout was Infinity War, right? When he started to be a little more fun, because yeah. in Doctor Strange he literally is like the uptight like librarian dude, and then he. I feel like they just do a kind of a heel turn, which is fine. I mean, I don't care because he's just, mm. he's very fun now at this point. 
And he's just he's like, God, strange. Just please listen to me. Like, <laughs> come on, man. What are we doing here? He went to Iron Man's wedding. He's in. Everyone loved him in uh, Shang Chi. There, he's great. So he's going this one. He obviously doesn't have as as much to do, but he's there. He, he is enough. He's he's. They bring him into the plot a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then I think Wanda is probably going to be everyone's most people stand out. I think it was I think it was what people were excited about going in. So I got a little yeah. bit of a theater theatrics for you, just briefly. The uh, okay, the when I showed up at, at my screening and I went to get my my commemorative uh, collector's popcorn bucket and drink cup as I as of I course, want as you just to fill your house with garbage. <laughs> um, at waiting in line, the guy taking our orders, the, you know the the. Employee at the movie theater was was dressed like Scarlet Witch. Oh, that's fun. I mean, he wasn't dressed much like Scarlet Witch. He just had the crown and the cape over his, you know, his. I was gonna say that I'm gonna make him dress up. Hey, you like? I'm gonna. You gotta put your like name tag on at least, man. <laughs> He's just having fun with it, but yeah, it was kind of fun, but also a little annoying because he, him, and the dude in front of me were chatting for like minutes. I was in line. It was the longest I've ever been in the line at the place. I swear, and there was only one guy in front of me. Cause they were just chatting up and this guy, the guy in front of me, he had seen the movie the night prior. So he was just, they were like talking about like the movie that they'd already seen. And I'm like, guys, I'm trying to get in right. I'm trying to get, see it right now. I don't want to be late fellas. Yeah. Like I, it's kind of crazy to do that. Cause I think now there's kind of a, a unspoken rule, not even unspoken. Several times people are like, all right, Mar- new Marvel movie out. Wait, wait a week. Don't say anything. They didn't say anything spoilery or anything, yeah, but they're just talking. They're chatting. And then he gave that They were just, they couldn't form the connection, I guess, enough that he gave that guy buckets and, and, and drink toppers for free. You he was like, hey, just like, hey, take the, take an extra one. You got the full set? Here you go. And I was like, wait a minute. So I was like, hey, uh, what? Dr. Strange, right? Like, I was trying to putter up to him, but he didn't give me mine for free. I just paid full price and only got one of each. Everybody gets, I guess. Huh? Because he just didn't like you. I Maybe he could that. see you grimacing behind the guy. <laughs> um, he could watch you like steaming mumble. Grumble, grumble. I'm trying to see this movie. He did ask me though which bop, which popcorn bucket and which drink topper I wanted. So big ups to him for that because they normally don't. What's that? There you go. I said, see, there you go. He got it. Famously, I have uh, I have two Red Guardian drink toppers from when we saw Black Widow two t- twice or whatever. Or we went to see something else that they just still had him or whatever it was. But I think went to, whatever movie was af- right after. Maybe, I think it was Green Knight. But I got two. I got two Red Guardians instead of like a Red Guardian and a Yelena or a Red Guardian and a, and a, and a Natasha. So like, what's that about? So I got a Doctor Strange with this one, which is fun. There you go. It's good times. What were you saying? <laughs> is that, is that, uh, that wraps it up, I think? I think you're... The uh, I think it wraps it up. All right, cool. No, but I was... We were talking about Wanda, so... Everyone was yeah. talking about Wanda, and, and people, when you would ask people, he'd be like, Which drink topper you want? <laughs> There's only one right answer, though. Am I right? Because <laughs> he liked Wanda so much. Everyone was talking about Wanda. They're very exciting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, one thing we talked about with Wanda is that we were wrong. I was wrong, at least, because I remember I said, There's a lot of, there's a lot of villains in this movie. <laughs> I think Wanda's being controlled by a demon. Turns out she was sending demons out. She's just the villain. She's, she's just the straight up villain of the movie, the primary antagonist through and through. There's no nothing to it. There's no like I'm being controlled by the book. It's just like no, I'm all about it. Which honestly, I, I kind of prefer. Like I think it, you know they kind of committed, which is nice because you know uh, yeah we had that theory, but like ultimately I do think it could have felt like a bit of a cop out if that's the way they had actually gone. Uh, yeah. No, they just committed to this one just from from the jump. Like that, it's cool. Like people pointed out from the trailers that there was that scene in the orchard there, and then it kind of looked like maybe it was an illusion and all that. But that's 
turns out that's all just like their first encounter and it's when she fully reveals like yeah i'm the villain of this one dr strange <laughs> yeah because I, I remember when we first spoke about this uh in december after spider-man i was like why is she there she shouldn't be there that's not where she was in for wandavision and i was getting all uppity about it and and then i was like well maybe that's two different parts of the movie that's like later in the movie after she's been like corrupted and you're like like no it's just like those scenes take place five minutes apart <laughs> mm -hmm. and like I, I mean i guess the the closest thing to that is that the dark hold is influencing her beyond what she would normally be doing she's not like totally in her right mind i guess uh, but they don't they don't do anything beyond that there is no like yeah there's no larger figure pulling the strings or anything so there's no mephisto oh man there's no mephisto there's no whatever the other one is nightmare, nightmare or something whoever the hell so and i think that's interesting i mean i, I don't know i guess the sort of i, I guess a big question from it is going to be how they deal with it going forward i think some people are going to be you know definitely curious about that and like i know a lot of people didn't love how they wrapped it up with wandavision right and i think right. ultimately wandavision was less her crimes in that were less significant maybe than in this one and she got off kind of easy and people were like eh, i don't know and like and so i i think i think people are gonna have uh you know questions about that essentially going forward and i mean i do as well like yeah, yeah. how they're gonna address that but uh, the, you know more generally um elizabeth also was definitely like sold it well like she, she oh yeah in this one she's some pre pretty great scenes uh the, remember, there's a couple scenes that we thought we're like um, that scene at the end when America like opens the portal to that dimension. She keeps hopping to the whatever, whatever dimension eight, three, eight. And she's there eight, three, eight. And um, she's like, and I, well, we thought it was in her own mind, but it's just the two versions of herself. No, it's, hanging yeah. out. it's just physically two different versions, which I guess is almost obvious in retrospect, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that's cool. You know, she's doing a couple versions of herself, like everyone, like most everyone in this movie. So, uh, that's good right like and she does that well like you and there's not a massive distinction between the two of them because you don't get the one as much but and she's got a big range in this one right between being like the more just like loving mother with her kids but then also just yeah the full-on like pretty much descended fully into villainy for parts of this yeah which is kind of what we talked about like sometimes she's just straight up like the kind of evil just like angry determined villain but there's a couple times where she is almost the more like I don't know what's even the word like the more jovial almost kind of like cackling like which type thing which is an interesting angle as well yeah, yeah and so that's cool but like yeah she just fully she she just sounds much much deeper i think than i was anticipating in this one so was i like i was waiting for i was like i wonder if like how this is gonna go which i liked like a, with and it, it, it and it's kind of ambiguous to what's happened to her obviously mm -hmm. like we don't don't know what's happened because at the well basically at the end she like in, in essence, from what it seems, she kills herself, mm -hmm. like like sacrifices herself to destroy the temple where the dark hold was made, and that destroys it in all realities. And I feel like I I don't know if this jump, but because of that, I feel like this movie was very much also housekeeping for Marvel in a way to like write out all the things that can solve all the problems. Because I feel like they're slowly doing that. They wrote out the Infinity Stones; they don't exist anymore. That but that magic book that helped that is whatever you need to do that's gone. The evil version of that book is also gone. So like they're kind of like only America can get through the demand. Like she's like they're very kind of focusing. Like okay, there's not going to be these Deus Ex Machinas anymore. It's going to be at least I, I guess I don't know not, not as much maybe, but it, I just know I think about it afterwards. It just feels like they're like 
okay, this is gone. Don't worry about this. This is gone. They can't use this. So people won't be like, well, why didn't they just use the dark hold and jump through a dimension and control themselves and do whatever this, that, and the other. I can see what you mean. I think maybe the difference is like, I feel like this is the first one that really has given the dark hold that much weight. I mean, it only technically appeared the first time in one vision, right? So that's true. It's not been around as much or has much of an, left much of as much of an impression as say like the infinity stones. But yeah, I get what you mean. That's always good. I, I guess the thing is like, do they actually destroy the book of Vishanti? Really? That book it gets burned. Oh, does it? The yeah, she, they burn it right before um, America jumps back with Strange. Okay, all right. So yeah, I guess that takes care of that. Who else? Oh, then so I guess the final one rounding out is America Shop. Let me hold on. I gotta find. I gotta find a pronunciation of this so I don't butcher her name. <laughs> America Chavez, who is Sochil Gomez, I think is how you pronounce her name, is the obviously rounds out the main cast there. Her her first appearance in the MCU, I I think she was pretty good in this too. Yeah, she doesn't have as much of an arc necessarily, but I don't think that's really what it's about. She's you know ultimately like a driver for the other two, I guess. But she's got some stuff going on. She's got some backstory at least, and and it's kind of good. You know, she definitely has like the more I guess the more surface level arc of like learning how to control her powers. But I don't know if it it doesn't come as from as much of like a emotional place in this one it's it's a little it's a little more simplistic right essentially it's like yeah. you know america you got to believe in yourself and then she does and, and it works out which is i mean she's good but she was good and i think we'll they probably probably gonna be seeing her a bunch in the future because she's young and they they roped her into the marvel thing so yeah they got her on contract for probably ever she's gonna be in young avengers almost assuredly mostly almost assuredly once they finally get that going but they didn't really set that up too much, as much as I thought they would. I mean, she's she's just there and she's young, so yeah, it's kind of all you she's need. She's gonna avenge. Got someone gonna to avenge. avenge. She's hanging out with an Avenger. I think. I I wonder if like um I think there's something maybe where do you think she kind of is filling in maybe the Spider-Man role for Doctor Strange? Like I, I know it's not as significant, and and they haven't they haven't expanded upon that relationship as much, but you know there's definitely a. Uh, dynamic there between them and now that spider-man's gone I, she can kind of step in and, and fill that which I yeah need. i yeah i definitely think so because she can learn like actual magic from him that's true as well yeah and like so they mentioned spider-man in this one but i assume we talked about this obviously when we saw spider-man i think that means like he remembers he helped spider-man with a thing but he doesn't remember any of the peter parker elements of any of that right it's yeah like, well, he just remembers like closing the portal yeah he remembers peter parker or spider-man and the events around that but he doesn't remember that he knew or knows who spider-man was so but i guess that's they, they do mention it but it also doesn't play nearly as much of a role in the actual events of this as we thought did it because we yeah. thought that would be a big impetus for the plot of this one but it really is not there's not any ramifications of that beyond like the general like hey dr strange you, you mess around too much with the stuff yeah, stop doing this it's it almost like it's it's almost the opposite of what we said because we were like you said we thought like oh well this movie Mordo's gonna come in because of what we did for spider-man but it almost seems like they were just like no you're just a doctor strange variant so you're just gonna do fuck shit regardless so we just gotta get rid of you yeah which is kind of interesting and i guess so we could we could like fully say this then so that that is ultimately his uh arc in this one is that maybe he's like the first doctor strange ever to be able to kind of take a step back and like you know chill with that a little and be like all right i can't i can't try to do everything myself i can't like take it all on on my own kind of deal and obviously the the, the metaphor that used throughout this is 
he always had to have his, have his hand on the knife, right? Which is like yeah. you know, the surgery kind of reference. So, and I guess across the course of this movie, even though he stumbles a couple times and like literally does that in the course of this movie, he's like, oh, I guess I can just mess with the dark world though. You know, I know we just got through talking about how horrible it is and it corrupts everyone, but no, I'll, I'll probably be all right for a minute. I'll probably be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go one step further and possess a dead version of me. At the end, even when Wong is like, this is how you have to do it. And America is like, it's all right if you have to do it. He's like, nah, I'm not going to do I'm not going to take all me. I'm going to trust you to do something. And that's cool. That's good. He, he has a bit of an argument yeah. for him. Then she does it. She punches the shit out of Scarlet Witch and sends her to the extension. <laughs> she, be- she punches so hard she has to see her kids. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um. So I guess well, maybe we should put more words to Scarlet Witch's specific arc, right? Yeah, her. So what's she up to in this one? Well, she is trying to get her kids back, obviously. She wants them back so bad. So, so bad. And Doctor Strange does the classic comics thing. She's like, Wanda, you- your kids aren't real, my man. Like, those kids don't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not real. You can't get them. She's like, mm, but I want to, so I will, I think. And they're like, mm, no good. She's using the dark hold to do something called dream walking. So they establish in this movie that when you dream, you're just seeing alternate versions of yourself. Like you're just living the lives of, or not like can see what other versions of yourself throughout the multiverse do. And so she's dreams about her kids. She's like, okay, so I can just find the reality where I have my kids. And so she's just trying to get to that reality by killing America Chavez and taking her ability for her own. So she can have that power to jump to any universe she wants and get whatever versions of her kids she wants and just have her family back. Without a vision, but maybe Paul Bentley was busy for this filming. <laughs> that's kind of how it's kind of how I thought of it. It's very interesting that this seems to. I mean, I guess we don't we don't have the full kind of picture of it, but you know, this movie definitely does seem to suggest that there are multiple, or I guess technically probably infinite universes, right, where her kids are just real, which is confusing to me because I'm like, that's that is interesting. Like, how, what are the circumstances there? You know, yeah, that bring her kids to life. Like, are they um, are they just her real biological children? That one, or is it like, hey, this is another world where you also made some kids with magic? Like, it's magic, magic but they stay they stick around. They, they stick around. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, you're probably not supposed to think about it too hard, but that's kind of what I. That mm-hmm. is a thought I had, and like you said, Vision's also not around in these ones. So I guess she's a single mom in that universe, which is yeah. unfortunate. But I mean, hey, like we said, dads can be deadbeats too. Dads right. and moms equally mom can be deadbeats. <laughs> But maybe you know what would be grim. What if like that that universe that she was hopping into is a universe where the Westview thing is just still ongoing and they haven't caught on to her yet? Oh, like what if that's all that is? I mean, she does have her powers. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not like that was a powerless version of her or anything. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think of all that. I'm not sure what we're meant to garner from that. Yeah, and that's also I will say a little bit confusing because it's the same Wanda every time obviously like the Wanda she jumps into is the same it's the 8381 mm-hmm. but her house doesn't really fit in what we've seen of the 838 universe because that universe is massively technologically advanced ours it's and a little different. different and she just lives in a house yeah but some houses are going to probably be normal still I guess but like it's, it's just, city but if she's just living in a nice little house in the suburbs I guess it's true I mean, it, I seem, it, seem to, it is kind of convenient that it's the same one essentially like yeah. the one she she decided like she was unless it it is supposed to all be the same one right i mean we're not making a mistake i don't think i th- no i think it's, it's got the stairs there no i think yeah. it's the same because it just kind of so happens that the one that they that they jump to is the one that has the illuminati and it's the one that has the, the life she wants to steal and all that so mm. but i guess you know i don't know 
probably don't again probably don't worry about it and like they they do kind of hang at uh, a lampshade on that at one point when he's like no it turns out we you you took us where we wanted to go every time like um on purpose or subconsciously or whatever because you you did have like some measure of control so that's cool yeah. but she basically has this argument she was like nah i'm just entirely selfishly of like well i want my kids so nothing else really matters you know and and you know we i'm, I'm gonna take this and zip over there and then i need i need to have her power all the time like because at one point and i had this thought so i'm glad they addressed it wong was like why can't okay how about you just make her how about we just have her open a portal for you and then you can just leave and we all can just be chill about it she's like no i need the power because what if they ever get sick i'll need to jump to a different universe to find the healing for them or whatever the case may be that's like yeah. oh my god she's just like you know she she's really kind of lost it because it's like she doesn't want a real normal like family right. at all right like that's not that isn't a life well, yeah, she just wants power. She wants all that power for herself. Which is of. like you can definitely relate to to some extent. Like you can kind of empathize because it's it's all about like fear, right? She's scared. Like she's lost her kids before, so she's like even more so than a normal mother. It's like no, I can't even and even risk it for a second kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and I like some of the different arguments they came at it with a couple times. Where Doctor is like, think about this for a second, right? Like what what are you talking about? Like these kids and and Wong says the same thing at one point too. Is like if these other universes exist, that means that they have a mother in those universes, right? Like, you know, what about their mother? Like, you want to go in there and steal them? Like, you're going to kill the version of their mother and replace yourself? With like, that's you. That's you. Yeah. You're just going to kill yourself and make, like, a weird... It's you don't have the same memories or experiences, yeah, exactly. so... That is their mother and also you. Like, what? You, why would you need to do that? Like, because... And Wong says at one point, like, hey, isn't it enough to know that, like, they have a family? And I guess, like, the... <laughs> to make it less like morally dubious they sh they could have but obviously it doesn't work for the plot of the movie but like they needed a rick and morty situation in there like she needed to find one where their mother tragically died so she could just like slide herself on it yeah <laughs> but again that's not really the plot is it? that doesn't really work also because she needed no. dream walk so she did need one where she was alive as well as part of it i guess mm -hmm. but then she kind of comes to that realization obviously at the end like the the kind of uh, that line which is pretty sweet i've seen a lot of people saying it's they're really enjoying it is when she's like hey she's like nah like i'm here these are my kids like they don't they're kind of afraid of you clearly <laughs> like we have a family here just like it, know that they will be loved by me who is also kind of you just like you specifically can't have kids unfortunately yeah that's kind of what like snapshot was like yeah fuck <laughs> fuck <laughs> i really went to like me like i may have, I may have gone too far in some places i made a may, may have made an error here it was it was kind of I mean, you didn't make it really kind of feel for her. I guess I know I did in the theater when like she finally gets there and she throws her mom away and obviously yeah. the versions of her kids are like get away from us like you're scary and a monster well, she's, she's like no I'm not like I'm yeah. your mom and yeah. she's like like it's starting to like dawn on her like she's facing it head on that like, like oh I've gone too far she's like oh I wouldn't hurt anyone but then she looks over at the version of herself she just like chucked across the room and like, she threw a stairway she probably thinks to like, man, I just told them I wouldn't hurt anyone, but I've killed many people this film. And then they get kind of yeah. on her then, and she's like, mm, yeah, maybe we have to take a step back. <laughs> Ooh. I may have made an error here, fellas. I may have gone a bit far in some place. You know, maybe Girl Boss a bit too close to the sun. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely sums this one up. Scarlet was thinking Girl was too close to the sun. I think this might be the title. It might have to be the title going for this one. But yeah, I kind of agree. And like people had it again after WandaVision, a lot of people were like, I don't even have any sympathy. I don't even care. But it's like, yeah, I, I always thought you could understand where she was coming from. Yeah. Not that it makes it okay. But it's also a story. Like we always talk about it. Like you can't, ultimately, it's you, sometimes you got to look at what the story is actually trying to get 
convey to you more so than like apply real world like justice to it because it's like yeah in a real world you probably shouldn't get away with like doing that to a town full of people but you know it is just a show and the same yeah, thing here. Just, like yes obviously you'd be like well she killed a bunch of people i don't think her feeling bad about it at the end makes it all right but again you kind of got to see what they're, it's what they're, they're, they're meant to like they're, they're wanda and strange are very clearly meant to just be the same yeah and strange is like hmm, maybe i should maybe Wanda's doing everything herself too and things are getting bad i'm kind of being a hypocrite all the time so i'll probably stop being a hypocrite i think i will yeah and she literally says that at one point she's like you're literally just dreamwalking too now like you're literally just using the dark hold and like because you know it harkens back to the very beginning when she's like you get to break the rules to do whatever you want and it's cool you're a hero but if i get what i want it's you know i'm the villain i become the enemy and like obviously that that line of reasoning is flawed because he does it to help people and she does it for just her purely selfish reasons right so that's why yeah it doesn't actually work um but it's still kind of a compelling like villain argument as far as oh, yeah. go. um but yeah i think they yeah, they both have like cool and like you said they're kind of like parallel of each other almost mm-hmm. i guess let's talk about more some more of the general side of things so Sam Raimi obviously directed this one. Um, yeah, I think I think this movie looks really good. Yeah, like, I think I think that really comes through. I think as far as like directing stuff goes, it yeah, I think it stands out. Like a lot of people, you know, been talking about how closely it fits with other Sam Raimi stuff and 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 how much of it his style comes through. I'm not going to claim to be any kind of like scholar on Sam Raimi. I've seen I've definitely seen Army of Darkness. I don't know if I've seen it, either the other two Evil Dead movies. Uh, yeah, and I've not seen Spider Man. You've seen the Spider-Man though, right? Yeah, I've seen Spider-Man. Yeah, I Spider-Man. have seen Oz the Great and Powerful, but I don't remember much of it. Um, oh, he wait, he did Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I've seen that movie. <laughs> so like, and I would I don't remember much of that one either. But I do think this one could definitely. Again, I don't know how much of it I would attribute necessarily to like Sam Raimi's sight unseen because I I just don't have that much frame of reference for him. But I do think this has a unique director directorial sort of like stamp on it and i think it comes through more so than mm-hmm. a lot of other mcu projects i think just some of the different stuff he does with cameras and, and whatnot and just some of the shots and you're like that's different it's something i don't know um i think the score, danny elfman did the score for this yeah. one who he did the score for the for Raimi's spider-man trilogy right he's he's good he's like a he's like a big bigger composer he's up there in the in the pantheon i would say and i think he did good on this one too yeah i, th- I think so as well i Really, I really like the the variety of shots. How like it would like be at a very strong angle. It would like turn slowly. Uh, what else would it? When it would overlay stuff, like when yeah. Wanda's making her little circle, how it like fades it. Like there's like clearly like there's super there's images superimposed over each other to show things happening. It was very unique looking. I yeah. know some. I saw things on Twitter that people didn't like that or hardcore like i mean hardcore mcu fans like it's too different it's like my man like you want this stuff like these movies need to look different if only to shut up all the fucking losers not losers but all the people who are like the movies all look the same right just why wouldn't you want something different like just from a pure like make it unique just so people stop complaining i thought there was a lot of cool i think he did stuff with like faces like like close up on people that Marvel stuff doesn't do as much. Like, uh, there's a few where it's like a, a very head-on, like straightforward look at a at a character, which I thought is cool. Um, so obviously, Sam Raimi has his roots in like horror, right? And I definitely think that shines through. In oh yeah, as well. I think it's one of like it's got some like gory kind of spooky elements to it at times. It's it's probably the most violent MCU movie. Yeah, I would or I'd definitely say one it. of them. I mean, there's that part where Wanda's literally walking around for like half the movie, like literally covered in blood. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Go on. I, I mean, it's definitely not like, I don't know if I would personally say it actually, you know, bridges into actual horror movie kind of territory. But as far as these go, it definitely has more of that slant to it. Yeah, a lot more of that imagery. Yeah, which is fun. Um, there's and even the stuff with like the demons and the that's that feels very Evil Dead to me. And then like Zombie Strange, so the, the way that I, that ends up playing out in this one. Um, and he's just for like a sizable portion of the movie, he's just a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> not like you know, he's obviously he's not a eat brains like undead actual zombie. He's just in there, but he's just in a dead body. And he's just his mouth's just all rotted off and everything. Oh, yeah, is cool. His arm gets burned away. It's just like bone. People, I saw people say that like the part where he wrangles all the demons and then makes them into a cloak and flies around with them is very Dark Soulsy, and I gotta yeah do that um, for sure. There's the stuff with like uh, what else? Again, I guess just the gore and towards the beginning. You're in the middle, I guess the, the middle sort of sequence there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I definitely think the score comes through. I mean, that's Danny Elfman, but like they they're collaborators, so like. It's just a different bit of unique. There's a, there's a lot of like guitar in this, uh, just in just throughout, which I think is kind of fun. And um, there's that music fight. I feel like that's very that was a very I really liked the music of, fight. That was I did not yeah. expect it. That was super cool. I thought that was a totally unique thing. I saw some people say like that doesn't feel like it had any setup for that. Like it was a payoff without a setup. But I don't think they're. I don't know if I felt that. I was just like I don't know. It seems like something they would just do with magic. It's just it's just I think it's like a magic thing. It wasn't like man. I've always wanted to do piano magic. I think it just exists for its own sake, and I think that's fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? Right, let me see. Let me let me reference my notes here real quick. Um, I think the the effects, I guess, generally, they're, they're, I feel like that the zombie and stuff was more like practical because yeah, it looked so much and stuff. But then it, again, it, it did look more practical than fake. But I yeah. again, this, this stuff gets so good now that yeah, I can't really tell. Um, but there is obviously definitely. I mean, you can't deny there is big swaths of this movie, just like all of them, that are you know got to be totally CGI, right? Like the oh yeah, hundred percent when they're fighting. Uh, Giganto, or whatever he's called, that's got to just be CGI after CGI. Oh, yeah, but I did like that sequence. I mean, there's, that's just a little side off, but that was fun. I like seeing them work together. Wong and Strange. They rip, they rip his eye out. That yeah. was pretty full on. That was, yeah, I guess even that's kind of like even even that in the beginning. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and mo- I think a lot of people in my th- screening were kind of like, whoa, <laughs> gasful about that one. Like that's pretty full on. Yeah, uh, I mean, because you see it full. It's not even like like no, they rip his eye out and you see it get punctured by that fucking telephone pole and then they yeah. pull out of his head falls to the ground stem of it rip out and everything and it's like yeah so even even that stuff is like pretty pretty cool and again just a little unique i some people saying like it this one really is probably like distressing for for younger kids in a way that some of the other ones probably wouldn't be mm. if, they, if they were inclined to be scared about that kind of thing like i think some of them are kind of on the edge a lot of these movies are pg-13 right but like yeah you know i don't know you could probably bring your kid to captain marvel no problems, but this one actually would be a little. I mean, I'm not saying like I think any actual like 11, 12, 13 year olds should be fine, but there's definitely some. Mm-hmm. some there's there's, there's definitely some parts where I was thinking like, man, this movie isn't really like this is the one Marvel would be like, maybe don't show my like under 12 year old this. Yeah, there's a little edge to it, which is fun. Yeah, it's not, again, for sure. It's not like, I don't think they gave Sam Raimi free reign or anything on this, right? Mm hmm. And, you know, ultimately, there is tons of stuff in this that is very formulaic and, and fits the Marvel pattern. I don't think you can deny that. But I do think he got to do some stuff, which is, I don't know. At this point in, in a franchise like this, I think that's kind of all you can ask for. Um, and I, I did see, like, even just a couple of days before, there was this thing that was saying, like, in an interview, Sam Raimi said something about how, like, oh, yeah, it's kind of harder to make a movie when, uh, when you don't know the ending. And people were like, 
did they not did they not tell him the ending like until like late in the process or something and i was like yeah that is kind of weird and like i i don't know how much truth there is to that or whatever but i ultimately i think it worked out pretty well at any rate but i mean i just think that's a i think that's a a consequence of working on it on these projects at this point for better or worse it's just a big a lot of cases they probably just give you the script and are like you run with it like do do what you want directorially but this is the movie and that's why they probably do sometimes run out disagreements but i think at this point they've probably ironed it out well enough we're like no this is the way we do it so you know either you're Either you're in or you're out. Exactly. Kind of I, I don't know what you're getting into, at least, which is maybe all you can ask for. Because I think maybe it's starting to seem like maybe Sp- uh, Star Wars' problem is that they don't have it worked out quite so well. That they'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, you can write it and then give it to us. But then when, when that happens, they'll be like, actually, we don't like this. So you have to change it to this, this, and this, you know, or you got to go. And then they just leave. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, oh. and they get no Star Wars movies ever. Yeah, and we, we get no Star Wars movies. So maybe you kind of have to switch it to that kind of thing. I, don't, I don't know though that's just speculation mm-hmm. but i do think it was it was like i said i think it's one of the more unique like directorial efforts in the yeah. interview and i think it definitely comes through a little which is good it's a good movie it was fun it was it was interesting to watch and again thought, it definitely yeah. had some like cool just visuals and and camera stuff that you just don't see as much no it's definitely like the first time through kind of thing like a lot more unique ways, a lot of different lightings. Like um, when he's in Mordu's office, the lighting on Strange is very interesting. I like the way he, like the lawyer, the, it's kind of spotlighted on him in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, strange, it's that looked good. Or when like even, he drinks that tea and yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's all kind of wavy. Even that kind of is like a new sort of way to do it. Or the the one shot I really liked was when she first does the dream walking, and that source really breaks the book, so it breaks the connection. Mm-hmm. And there's like and the. And like Wanda's kneeling and it cuts between her in the temple as a Scarlet Witch and her and like the version of her in 838. Yeah. And it's cut and like it's slowly like her like she's like in portrait kind of and it slowly shifts it up as like it cuts back and forth as the connection starts to sever, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. But so should we get into the kind of more spoilery specifics? Yeah. Let's get into all the specifics. So we, we said, spo- I said spoilers a little bit ago, but this time we didn't get into really too many spoilers that weren't. But so this is like spoilers. If you I mean, haven't seen the movie, the plot. Yeah, he was like the actual plot of the movie. So this movie starts out with Defender Strange and he just gets murdered immediately. Yep. So he <laughs> did not, not expect. Nothing. He, he turned to be a nothing character. Yeah, like not even a problem. Well, he, never, yeah, nothing so much. That he just needed him to be another Doctor Strange to be in the universe. Yeah. And he was like, because going in, we had heard that he was like maybe a better version or like a kind of top tier version of Doctor Strange, but it feels like yeah. the opposite. He's kind of yeah. a chump and also a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to, he's like, I can't help stop this demon. I'm just going to kill you, America. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. And it, also he just died like a like a punk so yeah he didn't seem to actually be that great or much of a defender for that matter so <laughs> no much yeah kind of just a, not great kind of a, a, a it's not a great name that and then she pops through into the the classic universe uh, mc which we learned that is 616 i was trying to think i was trying to remember have they said that outright before no i feel like haven't they i think was it loki are you sure like loki or something didn't Lo- it might have been like a background Easter egg thing in Loki. Okay, but I don't. I don't think they've ever specifically said like. No, no, they wouldn't have been Loki because Loki's all about keeping one timeline. I can't. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't. I don't care for that. I just think that it's confusing that they named it the same thing as the comic one because the comics one has a movie one that it's nine nine nine. Yeah, it's the comic. Using, and I think that one's dumb. I, I don't get me wrong. That like whoever decided the movie one was called yeah 
uh, Earth. Yeah, it's like nine 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 nine. It's like a bunch of nine. That one's stupid. Or it's one nine 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 five nines. That's bad. Five, that's I too many nines. I don't like that. Um, but I I wish it was something else because that's just more confusing now. But whatever. Yeah. It's six one six. Um, and so she explains that like they're she's being chased by demons. And then Dr. Shane's like, I'll go to Wanda for help with this. Turns out she was just sending all the demons. <laughs> and they pull a, and they pull a fucking Columbo where she's like, yeah, I got it. Can you help me out? And she's like, well, when, when I see America, he just kind of stops yeah, yeah. at her. And she's, he's, she's like, you didn't say her name, what did actually, you? It drags out like, a little longer than that. It, it takes like a couple more sentences for him to clue in. Right? Yeah. It was kind of neat because at first I was like, and I, and I saw a lot of people echoed this is like they they know so like I don't think he told her that it's weird I guess that's a weird little continuity or whatever because it takes a little bit longer for that to to play out so at first you're mm-hmm. just like huh I guess they're not gonna address it but then when they do you're like ooh okay so ooh. it was a thing um it's just cool and then yeah and then they it's just really that she was sending all the demons with the dark hold and everything it's just again she's just the big bad of this movie mm-hmm. and she lays siege to Kamir Taj and kills a bunch of them. Wait, but not that weird mentor guy who didn't right. really have a role. He's all right. He's 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 swell. Um, we get some some of the fellows from the other sanctums, which I liked the yeah. Hong Kong and the London sanctums. I liked the the one the of the guys, British the, wizards. The, yeah, the British wizard guy. He had a sword. I thought that was sweet. He had like a kilt and like a like a button up jackety kind of thing. He was little, he was dressed all fanciful, like a 18th century gentleman. I don't know. I don't know what that was about, <laughs> but it was fun. I liked it. I kind of like that, like, okay, these guys are dressing in, like, traditional Asian kind of garb because that's where they're from. But he's like, well, no, I'll just dress like a British man. No, just like where I'm from. I've just got this basket hilt sword here that I'm going to walk around with. Do you think it was a magic sword? It probably was. Wong's using a bunch of magic stuff in this, in swords in this one. But he's like, he just can, like, uh, materialize them from his magics. But that guy just was walking around with a with a real sword on his belt. Just a, just a real sword he had forged for him. More power to him, I say. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's dead, though, for sure. <laughs> Oh no, dead. They're all dead. Most of them are fucking dead. Um, the, I uh, did like when Wanda sieges it and she like controls her minds. She's like, "Oh, yeah, block your minds, fellas." She's just like, "Run away, get away, get out of here, fella." Don't you want to run? That was great. And that's again, I think that's a little a bit of like a unique kind of moment. Um, where yeah, she's like suddenly behind him and whispers in his ear. That, that was pretty sweet. I think it does a lot to. Like not have I think there's a lot for like the magic in this that wasn't just like the Marvel let's shoot a big laser at each other because Scarlet Witch's powers are after WandaVision are kind of just that's when people a complaint people have is just like well Agatha Harkness and Wanda's fight is just like a big purple laser and a big red laser shooting at each other for like yeah. ten minutes which is fair enough it's the classic Marvel big laser but this one is like well no she can use other magic like yeah. she can do the mind magic or like with the reflections mm-hmm. I guess that's a question for you do you think that they She's do you think she's too OP in this one? Because this one, I would say, casts casts away any doubt as to who the strongest Avenger slash like MCU character is at this point. Now I've long said that Scarlet Witch probably is the strongest, right? Just based off yeah. of like her potential in the comics and what I thought they were gonna do with her character. But like I would say the big the first big kind of moment was Endgame, maybe because she, you know, she's in Age of Ultron, she's in Infinity War, she's in uh, Civil War, but she doesn't do anything massively impressive, um, I guess. But Endgame, she almost solos Thanos, right? And you're like, ooh, yeah. like there's something to this. And then obviously with um, WandaVision and and the reveal that she is the Scarlet Witch, and that in in the MCU the Scarlet Witch is like is a character of like legend or whatever. And now that she's kind of unlocked that part of herself and got hold of the Darkhold, she is like 
she's just on a war path in this one. Because mm. so like I, who are the other ones? People say like okay, Captain Marvel probably rivals her, right? And, uh, Doctor Thor, Strange think, probably rivals. And Thor, I think those are the four. The four that are always yeah. in a contention. If it's it's Thor, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange, and I think but in this one. After, in this one, I think Wanda does like take the cake. Like she definitely she, is the strongest. Yeah, I mean, she definitely outclasses Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel <laughs> directly in this movie. So, oh yeah, yeah. I guess the only one is Thor, but I, yeah, I don't know. It seems I, I, she's got too many other powers. It's Thor is only brute really strength. Like, yeah, he's just kind of brute. Oh, well, he's got his lightning, but it's like, and like he's very durable and all. So I guess maybe, but yeah, it's it definitely feels that way. I mean, they say like, yeah, they 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 talk about in this movie like she's prophesized to be able to subjugate the whole multiverse the multiverse maybe if she wants like that's that's definitely a next level kind of power so yeah. and she brings up full effect like it's kind of just which is cool like the the way they deal with her in this movie is essentially by not uh they just run right like yeah, you cannot they, they, they can't fight her which is neat i mean that's a cool that is like a more classic like horror movie trope right like that's how you deal with a horror villain right most hmm. of the time you're not you're not like facing jason head-on trying to fight him or whatever like no you just it's all just running from and you're trying to survive the encounter to try to like regroup and find another way to beat him that's all they do uh this whole movie which is cool because yeah. ultimately they don't beat her right she beats herself <laughs> yeah because yeah, they really couldn't like even even uh zombie strange because zombie strange is pretty powerful like, yeah probably a very strong version of him even he couldn't stand up against her no she just kind of I guess America maybe. I guess America maybe could have because she's very powerful. She's like punch her to death, I guess. But I guess. But right. I feel like I feel like Scarlet Witch probably wouldn't. I probably probably recover because she is just. She can just make anything happen. Mm-hmm. But so then, um, Kamritaj is besieged and she kills almost all of them. And then Strange and uh, America escape to a new universe, which we come to learn is eight three eight universe eight three number eight three eight. They and meet this- Bruce Campbell. They meet Bruce Campbell, the pizza papa. <laughs> it's very that fun. was very funny. Yeah. That's good. But pizzas are balls in this universe. I did like is a, a bit of a dig when <laughs> at, at us as a she was really holding up a mirror to society, wasn't she? When she was yeah. like most society, most universes, food is free. And I was like, man, yeah, probably should be. <laughs> probably should be. Yeah. <laughs> Silly yeah. Marvel movie. I didn't decide on that one, America. But thanks <laughs> me. yeah, thanks Marvel. I guess that's on. <laughs> I guess that's on me. <laughs> my bad me consumer um but so yeah the, the pizza papa he's he's fun the universe it, i thought it was cool that that universe they let out it's not like um you know on the way through when they're when they're in that moment where they're going through all the universes right mm-hmm. you get some truly like out there ones like this one we're all paint this one we're all <laughs> there's a lot of like really abstract kind of ones but then the one they landed in was not that far off of us our own um, yeah and it also i don't think it le- leaned into too many of like the i don't know what you got like the kind of multiverse tropes that they do in a lot of stuff which is to say it wasn't like this is a universe where the nazis won or like this is a universe where s- steam technology has prevailed or like yeah this is a, this is the one where 9-11 never happened or yeah something. it wasn't anything quite so simple as that it was just like i don't know this just seems like a different trajectory right yeah like, like entirely like they're technology, they're more technology advanced overall, I would say, but it doesn't, it not like leaps and bounds, right? It's not like, yeah. it's not like, yeah, in this one, we never had the dark ages, so we were this far ahead. It's like, no, it's just like they have some stuff, but like also they just have crosswalks still, right? They yeah, just have people walk around in cities, they got pizza, they got pizza, but yeah, they have street vendors with pizza, like, but they have like a machine that can read your memories, like, okay, that's weird, but yeah, and um, different path. 
the lights are you you walk on red instead of green. Go on red. He, he makes a he gives a callback on that. I can't remember. Doesn't he later in the movie where he's like go on red or something? That's fun. That's fun. That's a fun little thing. I like that. And it's it's cool like to illustrate the multiverse concept, right? When she was like, "Hey, just you gotta kind of remember like nothing's the way you think it should be." Yeah, it's all gonna be different. Don't ex- expect to know nothing. Just expect everything will be different, which is fun. Although I will argue, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like how much of that is just ingrained in us because of our expectation. But like, it does make more sense to go on green, right? Right, Jack. Yeah, I I think so. Because green's like a friendlier color. Yeah, red is a very violent, like a loud, violent color. You don't see red as much as you because red is usually a sign of danger. Or have we just been conditioned by society, Jack? I think big color, big, big green. color has gotten it. Big green is is out there slandering red yeah to sell more traffic lights um but so they get to the sanctum because he's like oh doctor we'll get the other doctor strange to help us but it's mortal is the is the surgery supreme he's got that big statue he, he died fighting yeah. thanos a big statue of him died and he's like ah see i'm pretty swell though aren't i i died yeah. fighting thanos i because i noticed well i think that um i don't i think he thinks he's swell but i think that's a pretty big moment for him because i, th- I think was the second or so universe there's I th- or maybe this doesn't happen but there's a, a point where it's been mentioned several times that Doctor Strange has died and everybody seems to be better off. And he's like, hmm, am I getting the message that if I die, everyone has a happier life? That's a bit depressing. Yeah. Well, because it starts with like the Doctor Strange that came with with uh, with America was like almost killed her. <laughs> yeah, was was killed. that one. And then, yeah. So and he's like, oh, you're my friend in this one, which is always good. That, that's a nice twist on it, isn't it? Because he's yeah. like, oh, this is going to fight me. But he's like, oh, we were buddies. You're my brother, which is nice. So he got nice Mordo, but then he actually drugs him. Secret then, drugging. And then it's uh, it's the, it's the scene from the trailer. It's the scene you've all been waiting for us to talk about. The we cameos. Got, we got Christine there, and she's got red hair this time, so you know you can tell them apart. I guess we didn't talk about Christine in the beginning, but they go to their wedding, and he's like, "Man, I wish we I wish you weren't getting married to someone else." And she's like, "Eh, you'll <laughs> be right. get over it." <laughs> and uh. That's I mean that's when she hits him with the whole you always had to have your hand on the knife kind of thing. Well, I think I I like that throughout this movie it seems to suggest that there's no universe where they really work out. They're just they really yeah. truly are just not meant to be, which is like you know a bit bittersweet, kind of sad, but it's an interesting concept, right? To be like, yeah, it just it just never worked. truly was not meant to be, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I agree. So she's like, in this universe, you died, and so I joined these fellows, and and then she's like, so I'm working with the Baxter Corporation, and I was like, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. Oh boy. And then uh and then he goes to see the Illuminati and they're all there. It's the fun. And, and they actually call them the Illuminati. Yeah, they do. I like that. They just committed. I was like, are they are they gonna do it? Can you yeah, say not a Illuminati in like a joking comic booky sense anymore? Is it does it got too much implication? But no. Well, they got yeah. it. They were fine. And, and we get our uh, gl- and we get our Blorco moments. We do oh, get our Blorco moments. Do we get them? Uh so we get so the Illuminati. As it turns out in this one, despite all our wild speculating last week, right? Pretty much all of the big cameos in this one are relegated to that sequence, right? The whole Illuminati scenario, yeah. which again, like we said up top, I think that's kind of better overall. Um, it doesn't feel too forced or daring, I guess, or forced. Yeah. So you want to run down the list? Right? Yeah. So in the Illuminati, we have Mordo. We have Captain Marvel. We have Mr. Fantastic. We have Black Bolt, we have Captain Carter, we have Professor X. Pretty and solid lineup. Pretty solid lineup. And of and you know, we have Mordo being portrayed as his actor, whose name I don't remember. Chuato Ijafor. That name. Uh yeah, we said we, 
we did know this going in, right? So this last week that we knew he wasn't supposed to be yeah. a version of him from the mainland MCU, and he wasn't. We did not see that guy at all in this movie. So we saw the alternate version of him. Uh, Captain Marvel, right, was Maria Rambeau as portrayed right. by Shana Lynch, which we we also knew going in, right? Yeah, we knew so that Charles Xavier was being played by Patrick Stewart because they was using. And we also had inklings of Captain Carter, right? Yeah. But the other two, I think, were pretty much totally up in the air. I, I mean, uh, we had the rumors, but we didn't have anything more solid than that. I did not expect Black Bolt to show up. That surprised me. Oh, and then gosh. I meant to go back. Do you remember? We, we had an episode like last year, months and months ago now, where I, I brought up the whole big Illuminati rumor. I was trying yeah, to... Was, did we, who, was, who did we say was in that one? <laughs> uh, it was Captain Carter. It was Mordo. It was like... Black Panther's sister. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. It was Mar- Maria Rambo. And I think it was like one other person, but they weren't like very powerful. They were like, not, not really a, it wasn't really a well-rounded team. Or we talked about where we like, hmm. it doesn't sound like a, a like the, the real woman, like what it's supposed to be, where it's like the most powerful people and the smartest all coming together. And this one it is. So would- black bolt is portrayed very shockingly. In a, in a his comic accurate costume, mm-hmm. the fucking pitch uh, tuning fork in his brain, right. and portrayed by the guy who played him in the Inhuman show that nobody ever watched. Yes, so that yeah, really weird, right? Kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, good for that guy, I guess. I don't yeah. think it was ever anyone. Yeah, I don't think he was ever anyone's like problem with that show. Um, you know, a big part of that is that he doesn't fucking speak, so can't complain too much about what he's up to but uh yeah easier i mean i we've talked about it a little bit i i really like the inhumans some of the times in the comics at least i know that was horrible and i've never bothered you don't yeah yeah my descriptions at least you don't care much for them i don't care for them. i don't black belt should talk why does it it's dumb <laughs> that he doesn't talk it's dumb they live on the moon like they can't make a thing that he can talk reed richards can't make a thing that he can talk tony stark can't make a thing that he can talk yeah, but plot, Jack. You always forget that it's like a dumb story. Contrivance. Yeah, in a way. Don't like it. Never has been a fan. And then... In a, the, in a very real sense, but... The biggest uh, Blanco cameo in this sequence, uh, because he literally has to like pop in from another room, he's not sitting there already, is John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Yes. Which there, is, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Which is which shocked me. I was... I it was, really did. I, was, I don't. My mouth was agape. I was like, a, I was like, I can't believe this is. I can't even watch. Like, this is real. I think bizarrely enough, Jack. In the lead up to this movie, we said like maybe you know we said Chris Evans from Fantastic Four, right? Mm-hmm. We said the guy whose name was going to escape me. I apologize, but the guy who played Mister Fantastic in those original movies, we said maybe he'll come back. I think we even joked around like maybe the guys from Fan Four stick, but I I don't even think we ever like jokingly um, brought up actually putting in john krasinski in this one did we but no, there he is all. there he was he's just he's just there playing his day crazy like, right I'm I'm neat. insane I think. uh i think very neat like i really liked it um but i was just like holy like it's real like because they always talked about i remember saw those interviews where i was once like yeah i wish they'd stop asking me because now i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> so it's right like, Hmm, maybe they maybe they've are maybe they have already at this point they've already were like you want to do it and they maybe they're already, already on board it. i already got them probably and they're, and they're throwing us off the scent 
they've, they've made a liar of John Krasinski too now, as they do with them all. Yeah, they're breaking them down. Everyone, everyone, if you either live something, be villain, live something, or die hard, become a liar. I don't know. All the Marvel actors lie now. <laughs> they have to. They have, they have to. no it's... choice. It's beyond their power, frankly, at this point. After Jonathan Majors was like, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly know if I was in Loki. It's like, all right, well, let's just start lying at this point. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty, that was pretty yeah, crazy. He's there, man. It's crazy. It's like, I mean, he doesn't. Ultimately, he's not in it much. He doesn't do a whole ton. It's just like it's just for the fans, kind of a fan service moment, I would say. Um. So, like, I, I guess what do, what do we think of it actually? <laughs> um. I th- I think it's just like eh, whatever I don't know like like you said it's only it's just like a shock value thing yeah honestly and like uh, we talked about this before the show here right it really makes me wonder I don't know if this if this in my mind right increases or decreases the odds of him actually returning to you know properly portray Mister Fantastic in the future because I could kind of yeah. see it both ways on one hand it's like well shit he's he's got his foot in the door right. He's there. I mean, he's there. We they saw got him, him in the costume. They, they fit him in the freaking costume. He's there, right? You know, he literally has already played him. And then on the other hand, I can be like, I could almost see this. And I'm like, all right, we want to make this Fantastic Four movie, but people won't shut up about how it should be John Krasinski. We don't want to use John Krasinski for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. You know, we have a different guy in mind, but the people won't sh- shut up about John Krasinski. So we'll just put him in this one. We'll kill him. And then people can be like, and we can be like, hey, you got your John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. How would you leave this guy alone who we actually give? Why don't you stop emailing us? <laughs> stop. Could you? Stop, please. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know. He was fun. He doesn't do a whole ton. Um, he tries to calm Wanda down. I think there's that, that like, sick moment where, like, she asks him if he, if her, his children still have a mother so that they'll have someone to raise him or raise them. And then she literally does just fucking explode him. So, like, spaghetti is ass. Lord, like, that's pretty grim. That's one of yeah. the grimmer. That's one of the darker things she did in this movie. And like, I guess you could argue, well, you know, there's obviously the chance that any number of the people she killed had families as well, right? Mm-hmm. But something about him telling her and then doing it, yeah. obviously, just for her and for the audience, right? Just drives it home that much more. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. So yeah, Wanda obviously uh, gets to them and attacks, and they all. Well, actually, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. So they, after we do all our Blanco moments. And Press Rex is in his big yellow bumper car from the 1990s uh, animated series. <laughs> Isn't that great, though? I liked it. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I don't think it stood out too much, personally. I don't think it was, like, really obnoxious or anything. No. Do you see that they played the music, too? They did. And oh I, you know, I just noticed that when uh, he does his, like, mind powers, it has, like, the effect, the, like, hey. circles. I thought it was great, man. Yeah. And so it's, it's revealed that Ahaha, uh, ha, we lied. Doctor Strange wasn't killed by Thanos. We actually used the magic book that helps everything to do it. The one you're looking for. We used it to kill Thanos. Um, and then Doctor Strange started fucking around with the multiverse and destroyed one. And so we, so Black Bolt destroyed him. Just executed him. Yeah. Well, was it that or was it also, it was like he was being corrupt, too corrupted by the Darkhold and like. Yeah, I think it was that. He was doing a lot of stuff. He like got the yeah. Dark Holdens dreamwalking and he like caused a and what's it what is the, the incursion event or something? Yeah. yeah. And he like destroyed a multi universe and then he told them he did that and they had a big fight about it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the fight, he was like, actually probably just kill me. I think I'd rather die. Yeah, he seemed fight. to you know, he was at least like on board. They didn't they didn't pin him down and kill him. He was like, Yeah, I guess you're right. 
Take, take me one. out, fellas. Yeah. Take me out on a, on a good one, Black Bolt. <laughs> Which it was cool. I like that. That's the only thing we get to see him do, unfortunately. But Black Bolt is, is classically in the Marvel Universe one of the top tier power like he is he's kind of in within the comics in the discussion in in that discussion of like most powerful sort of beings and they kind of demonstrate that like they always say like even a whisper of his is powerful enough to like do some real damage so it's like if he ever like screamed shouted like it could i think they even say like he could he could kill the world or something to that level like he's just you know He's pretty crazy powerful. And they say that because he literally whispers like, I'm sorry. And it just blows him away. He disintegrates Doctor Strange to dust. So, yeah. And then, you know, Mr. Fantastic warns her. She's like, hey, be careful with this Black Bolt fella. He'll get you. Um, she's, she she seals his mouth up. He liquefies his own head. Which was, and then, which was like, oh, my God. That was like, that was cool. pretty, yeah, that's pretty grotesque. Like, you really see it. Yeah. It's, it's, and he falls and then he's someone gets spaghettified and. Then Captain and then uh, Captain Carter gets a real long fight, way longer than she probably should, truthfully. Yeah, it's weird that she was one of the lo- longer lasting ones of those ones. Yeah, because she's definitely the least. She doesn't have any power. She's got a jetpack, and that's about it. Yeah, honestly, you know, like no, 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 more power to her, but she's definitely on a different level, uh, right? Like compared oh, yeah. to the other, even Mister Fantastic, who like Mister Fantastic's strength has never been his physical like ability right that's not what he's about so it's his mind but again black bolt and captain marvel are two like the real heavy hitters so the fact that captain marvel or captain carter whatever she's called was one of the longer lasting ones is kind of strange but i mean it's just the way it shook out ultimately yeah she she didn't actually like take more damage or anything it's just coincidence it's just the way the way it all shook out she just kind of stood back and yeah kind of supported captain marvel because really that was the main kind of fight she had a jetpack, which was good. It was so good, but they didn't last long either. Um, no, she does. She says, "Yeah, I can do it all day." Though that's good. She does, and then she gets uh, bisected. I saw someone point out something kind of interesting about that that like didn't really sink into me with my first viewing. So you know, one of the cool things about the MCU is that like at this point, there's just so much to it, right? There's so many layers and, and connections and characters that like you can get kind of unintended connections and, and consequences to some of this stuff. Which is like not ultimately, I don't think, always planned down to the letter. It just kind of happens naturally, right? Yeah. Um, like one of them is I don't. I think I've told you about this, but I, in the lead up to Infinity War Endgame kind of time period, I I was like really watching these movies a bunch. And at one point, I was like, oh, in Iron Man one, he talks about how he Pepper says like, hey, you want to do a speech at MIT? And he's like, ah, oh, don't bother me about stuff that's way way down. And then in Civil War, right, which is a movie that came out six eight years later. He does a speech at MIT, and I was, and I put a, I think I posted on Reddit. I was like, "Look at this little connection," and people were like, "Bro, that's not a connection. Th- those were not referencing each other. Obviously, those are way too far apart for the, the the teams to be directly involved." And I was like, "Well, I don't think it's like, <laughs> I don't think it's literally." literally I was just like kind of pointing out. So I don't know. People can take it kind of literally, or some people just enjoy it for what it is. But I think there was kind of an example of that here in that. So in Civil War, right, a big one of the big linchpins to their whole argument is that Tony's like, Hey, we got to keep Wanda locked up because she's a weapon. She can do untold damage. And Steve Rogers, right? He's like, she's just a kid, man. What do you do? What's wrong with you, Tony? And he's like, give me a break, Steve. She's a weapon. She, she's WMD, right? Yeah. And, um, in this one, she, she kind of shows that full bore and, yeah, she, uh, she kills Captain America's girlfriend. <laughs> she's just straight up. Like, and I saw someone point that out of like, man, like 
turned like Iron Man was right. Like Tony, like Steve was defending her and he was wrong. And like, so I was like, yeah, what would Steve, <laughs> how would Steve feel if he saw her kill Peggy? And I was like, oh, wow. That like, again, it's not, I don't think it was intentional. Right. Right. It meant to like, like out just coincidentally, but it's just like, there is those kind of, there's that connective tissue there of like, yeah, that is great. Like in, in the mainline continuity, Steve Rogers really went to bat for her. And, uh, later down the road he uh she murdered an alternate version of his love of his life and dozens of other people uh which is just, yeah it's crazy he'd probably be feeling pretty bad first he'd be like oh she said the thing she can do it all day and then he'd be like oh good lord oh good oh good oh great heavens she's into and bisected by her the shield oh god why did i sharpen the shield edge why does the shield have to be have a sharp edge that's so fun i mean that's just one of the obviously captain america's shield defies explanation to begin with but yeah that's that is a part of it right is that like when it's when they need it to like cut through an ultron bot it's it's apparently sharper than anything but if captain america needs to catch it with an you know an ungloved hand hand, it's fine (laughs) it just like will bounce into a door it'll bounce and not like cut yeah right it doesn't it doesn't wedge itself into drywall every time it's (laughs) going down a hallway but can it can bisect a human being if you push it hard enough i guess throw it with magic I mean, good on him, though, I guess. <laughs> and, then, uh, we're la- and then finally, you know, Captain Marvel's there. She does not last much longer. She uh, gets depowered a little bit. I think she her, uses up all her power or something. And then she gets crushed by a big statue. Yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of what it is. Because, yeah, it seemed like she was kind of in some sort of depowered state so that something that minor could kill her. I don't I don't really get it. But I mean, again, it's not it's not what this movie's about. <laughs> ultimately, no, not really. I think that you could definitely make the argument that she she defeated them all a little too easily, but you know, it's that was that was what needed to happen for this movie's plot, so I couldn't drag it on too long. But you could just, just team up with six ultra powerful other beings and fight right. Wanda. It was quite the spectacle, and like it really took took me back at least that she just barreled through them. Um, and then we, I guess, the final one who tries to face her is a uh, good old Professor X, and I thought that one was great. Yeah, um, trying to free her. I thought Presser X in this one was overall was great. We don't get much of him, but I think he does a little more. Like he's got some more things to say and he's got like the, um, he's got that quote, right? I don't know if you recognize it, but that's from, he says that in one of the X-Men movies. Um, Which quote was that? Uh, it was like, just because someone stumbles doesn't mean they're. Oh, I, yes. Doesn't mean they're lost forever or something. Yeah. 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 Which is, uh, that was nice. I think Presser X is cool. I think like people, you know, people pointed out that like those X Men movies were some of the first ones to really get it off the ground, right? Mm-hmm. To really, I mean, obviously Spider Man and Blade, and all, but it, you know, they they were among the first, and like he is very iconic in that role. And those movies, like, they have their flaws, but I think those movies, some some of those movies are really good. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, the first in the X Two and the first X Men movie. Are yeah, I love. I think Days of Future Past is is genuinely like a top tier comic. Oh movie. yeah, I really like Days um, of Future Past. So yeah you know and like just have him have a moment of like genuine like yeah he's a little bit of a mentor and obviously he also dies kind of <laughs> horrifically too but yeah before then he gets a little bit of a moment of like the kindly professor x mentorship which is which is nice so or maybe it's just from days of future past it seems that quote uh-huh. oh because well, he's talking go. about it he talks to himself well right he's talking to, to james mcavoy he's got hair just because someone stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean that they're lost forever so there you go um so yeah, I thought that was nice to see. Um, again, people were like, "Oh, how did he beat her? How did she beat him so easily? Even like easily, that is like e- even in his mind palace, right? Like the the thing that Professor X should be better at than anyone, you know." 
I think have we talked about it on the show, but like the the whole way Omega mute Omega level mutants work now is like in the comics, like Professor X is the best is the single best telepath. So like no one should be able to beat him at telepathy, but right, yeah. Whatever. It's again, it's not that's not what this movie was about. So you kind of just gotta let it let it be. Let it be. I did like that sequence actually. That was another kind of unique moment, right? When he's in so he's in six three oh what is it, eight three eights one yeah, mine, right? And he's like, ah, she's trapped you in here in your own mind. I thought there was some good, like, real nice details in that. Like, one, it was just cool. Like, okay, you got Professor X walking around because he's always walking in, right, in the mind palace. Mm. He's got a nice little turtleneck on. <laughs> um, it's a big white expanse, right? And I liked that. I don't know if you could tell, like, the rubble. I think it was meant to be, like, her house or something. There's a TV Kobe. on it, too. Yeah, and the TV had WandaVision playing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was like, it was like one of the episodes of one. I think it was the first episode of WandaVision, like intro. You could see like the part where they're like getting married or whatever. Um, so yeah, that was cool. I, I thought. And then, yeah, I guess if she had to trap her version of herself in like a horrible recess of her mind, that's what it would probably look like. Yeah. It's like, man, remember that time we were trapped under rubble for two days. Wow. Oof. Hey. Ooh, go back there. So anyway, Boop. And then it fills um, with scary red smoke and like a weird demon version of her comes out and breaks his neck and like surprises him. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The guy next to me audibly gasped and at that one, I don't, I mean, it's probably a bit excessive, but I mean, I, got, I did get jump scares. Like, whoa, I don't think I ever actually got a jump scare. And I think it maybe was because I was so desensitized at that point because the guy next to me reacted so strongly to everything that I was just like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I almost got like toned all the way down where I wasn't reacting to anything anymore because I was like, oh, this guy's got enough for both of us, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that part, too. yeah, okay. I guess that's a, oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. That was scary. Oh. Um, but yeah, all right. So, and then, so then, when they escape to the next universe where Doctor Strange, it's or it's one of the ones that's been incursioned. Um, Scarlet, or I guess, well, really, Scarlet, which gets they don't really escape Scarlet Witch gets America and stops them from getting the book of Ashanti. And then she boots them into that one. And then they meet the evil version of Dr. Strange from the trailer who, like we talked about is not the one from what if he's just a different one. Yeah. It's also kind of sinister. And his is his thing is obviously that his whole world is destroyed and he's being corrupted by the dark hold and it beat him up. What does he do? How's that guy go? Oh, he falls on the spikes. He beat, yeah. him, up. He beat him up and he impales him on the spikes. And then doc, our doctor Shane is like, ah, I got the book. Of, I got the book though. I'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't possibly be corrupted. Christine, you have to defend me from demons while I do this. That's the, something the, you're capable of, correct? The souls of the damned do that's that real quick for me. That's something you're comfortable with. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she, she, she does pretty good work at it though. Doesn't she? She gets like a blaster thing and, just a, a big potion pot cauldron thing. I don't know what it's about. But it, bigger. She gets rid of him. Yeah. Uh, he possesses his body. That was fun. I like. I think that was a good setup and payoff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, of just like, all right, well, this guy's dead. Let's bury him. And then she's like, well, don't you need a version of yourself to go into a living? And he's like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who said it had to be living? And I was like, oh, that's good. I think that's. I, I mean, I didn't see that coming. I didn't think yeah. they were gonna. I guess it should have been like, oh. Because they gave, you know, of like, oh, let's bury him and all that. Maybe it should have stood out that, like, they were going to do something with him later on. But that was good. And then he was he dead is, Doctor Strange. That's right. And he climbs out. He's all spooky-like. Oh, you know what? There's another moment that was, like, really kind of horror-esque. Is in um, Tamir Taj when Wanda crawls out of the gong. Oh, yeah. yeah that that was, moment was, like, full on, like, oh, she's doing, like, a, I don't know, like a ring thing almost or something. Yeah, an exorcism or something. So that was cool. 
obviously the 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 climax happens that we talked about. <laughs> mm. Dr. Shane's like, you can do it actually, America, you don't need me. And they do it. And uh she realizes, oh, I've made a misstep here. I've gone too far, fellas. I may have gone too far in some places. And uh she collapses herself supposedly in there. But I so I guess that's that's one of the one of the things this movie leaves us with. Do we think she's actually dead or not? No, not at all. Surely not. Surely not. Not even a little. I appreciate they didn't immediately totally discount that by like having a post-credit scene within this movie that showed her living. You know what I mean? Like I, I appreciate that at least. They they kept the conceit going at least for the entire duration of this film, which I mean, that's the least you can ask for nowadays. <laughs> Cuz sometimes they'll just really they'll just just pull a hopper and just show them again immediately. Yeah, in, in absolutely immediately. So like be up in arms if they decide to redeem her basically. Right, yeah, me neither. I think I it'll feel like all right that, that she needs to pay or whatever. <laughs> no future for Wanda. I'm all right with her because people have been going that route for literally since WandaVision, like we like we said, right? People have been like, "Ooh, she's just evil. She needs a she did she needs to pay for for that." And I was like, "Ah, whatever, man. She's a good guy though, kind of for the most part, as far as we know." I guess the thing, and someone pointed this out, and I think it was kind of a good point I I read. Is there like this kind of makes sense though that like going forward, at the very least, she has to kind of be less used or mitigated especially again with the way they use her in this she's so powerful that like she could be universe breaking in a lot of yeah. ways like if she was just fully on their team good guy avenger f- forever like yeah it, it almost seems like threats in the future wouldn't be as significant anymore if you got her on the team so maybe by making her a somewhat you know anti-hero slash like gray area character here um they kind of they're going to mitigate that a little so that you know she she isn't uh, just solving all their problems for them. Yeah. They have to use her a little more sparingly. So I don't know. We kind of talked about this last week, right? Like in our predictions, it's like, we don't really know when these characters are going to show up again. Anyways, like there's could, there's easily a, a gap for some of these people, right? Other than maybe cameos or mm. stuff we haven't heard of yet, but of the properties that we have lined out for the rest of phase four so far, it's like, yeah, I don't know when these people are going to show up again anyways. So, they can just let her be fake dead for a while, I think. Yeah, just let it let it rock, and then a year or so, bring her back or mention her again or something. Unless they want to do like, and we did talk about this last week, right? Like a WandaVision sequel. I don't know if they're, but that could work. I mean, we we obviously have other also like White Vision out there floating around doing whatever. So you know, um, they could have some kind of redemption arc together and like fix it that way. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if he can go back to the well of the kids again. But <laughs> yeah, we also like, need to get the kids because young you Avengers? Avengers. Unless they're just yeah. not. I, mean, I don't know, man. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're really gonna prove us wrong. Maybe Kevin Feige heard us bring it up too many times, and he was like, "Fuck these guys in particular." You know what? Scrap it. You know what? Scrap this project. Talk about it. Scrap it. Or they could just do the Young Avengers without them, or without them, them at later. first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bring them in later. So I mean, you know, it's all up in the air, frankly. Because one thing I noticed is it didn't seem like either of them had their powers in the 838 universe, but Wanda did. So I was oh, like, hmm. that's a very good point because, like, they probably would have used their powers when they were like throwing their toys at her instead of just chucking throwing. their toys at her. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. So, yeah, that, that's it. It really makes you wonder where they where these kids came from. What are they? Did she steal the souls too? And she's like, yo, Wanda, you're blowing up my spot here. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't really address that, did they? We, also, we, why would they let other Wanda go home? Because that other Wanda went, all right. She just like woke up in like a weird dimension between worlds and was like, who's going to let her go home? I guess. 
Well, well, well they were all dead. So, <laughs> like, well, I mean, like the police of that universe. Ah, uh, they pride on it. Do they know where the Illuminati secret headquarters is? <laughs> I, I, I guess not. But I, you know, I thought there would have been somebody else there. Uh, was there. There probably is at least a couple of those Ultron bots kicking. No, like maybe, maybe been like, hey, come here, come here, stop that. Or maybe she destroyed them all on her way out. Yeah, probably wouldn't put a pastor. Yeah, she's kind of on that warpath. Yeah, we we she went on phase about being covered in blood in another dimension. She was like, well, kids' time, I, I guess. Know, I feel like she could tell. I feel like she was aware, at least on some level, of what was going on. Maybe mm, that's possible. Because when Professor X got to her, she was probably like, "Yeah, bro, I'm trapped in here. This sucks. Help <laughs> me out. I've been moon knighted. They did a moon knight on me. Have no, you been watching? Keep it up. Oh no! Oh, you're two episodes behind. Oh! oh, the finale came out. No. Oh. Um. But yeah, so they didn't really deal delve into the the or the kids demons or whatever at all, did they? No, not, not really. Last week, so we really don't. We're not any closer understanding. I'd like to know. I want them to say like, "Yeah, I stole these souls from the from the devil from Mephisto." From Could we Marvel just did that. That's hard to say. It's just <laughs> clear it all up. Clear it all up for me. No. Um, what else? I guess. I think, I think we're kind of we're kind of. The last thing I have to say is the end now. credits. Oh, of course. Well, let me, let me, I got, oh, I, I did have this question. It's ultimately inconsequential, but do we think that this 838 universe is the same universe um, that Captain Carter that we saw in What If is from? Are they one and the same, or is this just a different universe where I Captain think America is different? Also? I think that's probably, yeah, I think that's very likely. Like I said, it's ultimately inconsequential, isn't it? Um, yeah, unless they want to, like, use Captain Carter in season two of what if in which case it would actually be consequential because like they would have to be different universes right yeah or whatever i mean it's all it's all in pretty nebulous at this point but yeah i don't know let me see let me do a real quick google here see if they have a humor so we got alternate universes listed um and this has captain carter from home of the illuminati and captain carter from uh what if listed separately so if we can take marvel cinematic universe dot fandom dot com at their word um i think we're good i think they we are separate if, the, if a man doesn't have his word what does he have that's right i guess we didn't really kind of give but like the illuminati as a concept is cool and i like that their universe oh, we, we we gave a lot of lip service to uh john krasinski there but even the other versions were cool and they made sense right yeah. um like maria rambeau right like I, it's really cool that that was an established character and that we know who maria rambeau is right we know who captain marvel is they don't ever say like specifically like hey hey guys dr strange this is a different version of captain marvel than the one you may be familiar with from your universe but it's just there right it's just kind of yeah. left there and like you're like oh, okay cool very neat very neat and you know i just think that's fun like you brought back the actor and you let her do actual captain marvel stuff like we talked about mariah rambo has been captain marvel in the comics maybe did i make that up uh, I, I don't know the I point don't... is you know that was cool um the same with mordo is like these are all references that if that you know, and I think that's one of the reasons it works better a little, a little more internally than like the, some of the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Because the Spider-Man stuff, you need to have watched like decades-old movies from a different timeline, right? This one is like, well, if you kept up with the MCU, you should be like, oh wow, okay, that's fun. And again, they don't linger on it, but it's just, it's just kind of there. And like again, Mordo's established, Captain Carter's established. Obviously, like the big ones, the other three, right, are totally unique to this universe. But yeah, you know. 
it still is kind of cool. And like, obviously the John Kaczynski one is like a non-reference almost. Mm -hmm. It's it's like nothing, right? It's just referencing the internet, I guess. Yeah, it's, general it's fan culture. Uh, so that one's like that one's a, is a very weird one. I can't lie. Uh, For sure, then, it's definitely strange. But you know, obviously the the what's his face, Professor X one is cool in the same way that the other Spider Man and stuff were cool from No Way Home. Is that if you're a big Mar if you're a long time Marvel fan and you you keep up with the other movies and stuff, you're like, I know him. That's cool. Like that's it's from a different thing, but he's he's sweet. No. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's neat. I just think it's neat, Jack. I think it's neat too, but I think that universe they beat the shit out of Thanos. It seemed like you see that he was just impaled. Oh, I did not see. I did not notice that. Really? Oh, in the in the so in the sequence when they're they execute Doctor Strange, basically, um, in sort of like one of the corners of the shot, Thanos is like impaled on his big sword. Oh, he's just laying. Oh yeah. Oh. I wonder if like they did it more easily. I wonder if they had to do the snap or if they just like brute forced him. You, you, it makes me wonder. It's interesting. We don't see Iron Man or anything. Like I saw somebody say, like, "Oh, I think it's kind of a weird, like, kind of like a weird nonsensical lineup for the Illuminati." But I think it's pretty. It's a pretty solid lineup, and it actually like is closer to the comics than I would have thought they could have got. Right? Yeah. Because in the the big differences are that uh, they have um, Captain Carter instead of say like Iron Man, maybe, and they have Captain Marvel instead of say like um, I guess like. Namor, right? But you know, they all kind of fill their own roles, which is like as far as like the communities they represent. And they don't again, they don't get into this, but like Black Bolt's an inhuman, right? He represents them. Pressfax is the mutants. Uh Mordo is obviously filling the seat of Doctor Strange, you know, literally and figuratively. So he's um magic and then like Reed is like the the scientific community. And then you could be like Captain Carter is just general hum humanity, like more normal i guess and then i think the captain marvel doesn't represent the atlanteans obviously because they're not in this yeah. yet but she kind of represents the larger like cosmic side of things which i think is cool so i think it works as a, like a lineup i i feel and they you know they make the tough the tough choices i guess yeah they really they, yeah they do what's yeah. gotta be done i suppose um, so the last thing i think we should talk about uh is the end credit scenes well the, there's two of them but only one really matters the last, the second one is just a Ferris Bueller's day off kind yeah. of thing. He's like, it's over, which is more and more common. It feels like nowadays, right? Where the second one's just a jokey one. Yeah, it's rare that they actually pack in two like story important story ones or whatever. Did but that for Shang Chi, yes, they did. They did do it for Shang Chi. I guess they, that, and the other ones, I don't think they did it for. Well, not Spider Man. Spider Man's just a trailer. Yeah, and it's just the one, right? So yeah, but um, yeah. So the second one is. Doctor Strange. Well, so the movie ends pretty abruptly with Doctor Strange falls to his knees and the third eye pops out. So revealing that his use of the dark hole did indeed have adverse effects, right? Mm. Despite his protestations otherwise. And then the post credit scene is he's just chilling again, walking through the city once more. Well, I guess we should, should we address, I guess this will be important to this. So in this movie, they kind of put a cap on the Christine Doctor Strange relationship, right? Like we said, they come to the agreement like, hey, I guess it just doesn't work out for us. We still care about each other and, and that and it's all it's all amicable and nice, but we just don't work out, right? Yeah. And she was like, Strange, like you have to, you know, you should like find someone for you, basically. What is you know, whatever she says. Like mm. you, you know, we care about each other and all, but like you need to have someone else. Like you, if you've if you've had this character development, basically, right? And you know now that you can like share the burden and you don't have to always be in complete control, then yeah, you know, it's time to move on. And so they put a bow on that and they wrap it up nicely. So now move forward and um, 
very conveniently for our boy Doctor Strange in this post credit scene here, or mid credits, whatever, whatever yeah. the hell. Uh, she's just walking around, and then a portal pops up, and a, a a figure jumps out, and she's like, "Hey, you caused an incursion. Let's go fix it." And he's like, "Sure, <laughs> sure, let's go." It's me, and Charlize it's Theron. Charlize Theron, and she's appears to be Clea, which is fun. It's great. Yeah, I did not know who the hell she was. Uh, no? I was like, "Who is this?" I, I I had a guess. I was like, I think that's Clea. Were you familiar with her at all, or no? I'm not familiar okay. with her at all. I saw some video Crash about her. anyone else who doesn't know. Clea is long time, long time Doctor Strange character. She's been around for ever. Like she, Clea's been around since the Silver Age, I think. I think he's wow. like she's like yeah. one of his oldest side characters. I'll bring that up just to check. But um, she is Dormammu's niece. I'm ninety percent sure. Let me check real quick. Um, yes, her. Yeah, yeah. Her mom is Dormammu's sister. So she's Dormammu's nephew or niece. She's from the dark dimension and all, but she's not. She's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, she's her. She first appears in 1964. She's she's quite an old character. She's an old character. Uh, so oh no. See, she did grow up. She, you know, it's a classic like uh, enemies to lovers situation there. She, at mm. first, she is serving Dormammu, and the Doctor Strange is like, "How about you don't though?" And she's like, "Oh, all right, f- fair enough." Fair enough. Uh, and she becomes. She's taken on like throughout time as like his sidekick and like apprentice and and love interest at times. She she's done it all right. She's just your classic like side character there. Uh, eventually they get married. I don't. I want to say they get married and then maybe divorced and then married again. You know how it goes in comics. Yeah, you always got trapped in the status quo. But um, now it, right now actually she's uh she is Sorcerer Supreme because Doctor Strange is dead again. So. Like at this exact moment in comics, which is pretty bold of them. They don't, they used to do the stuff more often where like they would try to line up the status quo of the comics with the status quo of the movies. But I think nowadays they, they're, you know, comfortable on to, uh, yeah, to just have them stand on their own. So right now in comics, if you saw this movie and you're like, oh, I want to go read a Doctor Strange book, you'd pick it up and he's not in it. <laughs> he's good. He's, or that version of him that's from like years ago shows up or something. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like it's, they, they it seems like they only have one storyline for Doctor Strange in the past couple decades that they alternate between. And it's like, what if Doctor Strange isn't the Sorcerer Supreme anymore? <laughs> like they've done it eight different times, it feels like like, oh God, who has been it in the past like ten years? I mean, I don't remember when Brother Voodoo stopped being him. So that that was more like fifteen years ago now, but it was like Brother Voodoo and hasn't hasn't Wanda been I know Loki of, has been. Was, yeah, Loki definitely. So it and they they playing around with it a bunch, but um so yeah, she's dead right now, and Clea is actually the Sorcerer Supreme, but I don't think that'll have bearing on this. I think the point is, she's obviously going to be a main side character going forward, if I had to guess, and probably his new love interest to fill that slot right in that we just vacated. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we don't get much else about her other than there she is, so but it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I think I it's cool that Charlize Theron. I, th- I thought that was like, oh, they got her. That's, that's fun. It's always fun you can recognize her, right? Yeah, you're just like, hey, it's a person. They love it. I love when they do it. It's famous actor I know. I I pointed and clapped at the screen. <laughs> There's a soy jack. I clapped when I saw it. Um, that's cool. They they Feige gets another stone in his gauntlet, doesn't he? <laughs> a proverbial stone. You get to add her as well. Every day he gets closer to Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. He's coming for him. He climbs. He got he got John Krasinski, the madman. out. He holds like, him in the palm of his hand. Every time you think like, man, they've gotten every actor I've ever heard of. You're just like, oh, wait, yeah, you're not in it yet. Come then, on in. And then you're watching a video and Peter Dinklage appears. And you're like, holy shit, Peter you're like, Dinklage? Oh, you're right. I haven't seen you in one of these yet. 
That's crazy. And holy shit, Christian Bale, what are you doing in a Marvel movie? Wow, that's great. Um, so there, there she is. Again, that's kind of it, but it's fun. You'll love it. That's a very classic uh, MCU post credit scene, I feel, don't you? Yeah, it's a very much the thing which like with the Blorco moment. It's a real Blorco moment, and I'm I'm all here for it, frankly. We love our Blorcos and our club shittos and all that. That's that's what this whole thing's built on, basically. <laughs> what I didn't bring up uh, that I noticed there weren't a lot of quips in this movie. Like it was very unlike most horror movies where they're like oh, everyone's doing quips. Yeah, I, I would agree. The only person doing quips is Doctor Strange. That's just kind of who he is. Like that's just his character. He's just mm-hmm. and everyone's just being like, "Shut up, Strange!" Like, "Shut up!" No one cares. It's like, no. Oh. Most everyone else is pretty pretty serious. Yeah. Like, this, this, is, this is no time to be laughing. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's cool. There's no classic. Like I, said, I really think it's a little distinct. I, I don't think they leaned too heavily into all this. Not that there's none of it, but a little bit, I think. Mm. Um, do we got much else to say about this one? I we've think we've been talking for a while. Should probably move on to our other things. Lest, yeah. lest we be here all day. So um, yes. overall, uh, what, what are we going to give it, Jake? Okay, uh, I love this. Two, two the sporadic of, ranking we give movies. Two Wandas out of three Wongs? Two Wandas out of three Wongs. Two and a half. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Uh, it's good. Two, one, two Wandas and half and of Chavez out of <laughs> if three Wongs. If you've played it all the way to this part for us, a nonsensical rating, good on you, but you've probably seen it by it. now. So. <laughs> Thanks for not shooting off the episode yet. Yeah, we promise we're talking about other stuff. What are you doing, really, I right? I promise we'll talk about Moon Knight. We're going to talk about Moon Knight. Don't we'll worry. <laughs> So, Ack Attack into um, a whole a whole array of trailer trashes yeah. this week. I or it's the most. Or maybe trailer caches. I think it's the most we've done at once, right? Three is all. Uh, we've done three today. It's either most or tied for most. I can't yeah. remember. I usually, um, it's usually two we do. We never, we, sometimes we do one, but usually it's, usually it's two. So, let's start with, let's segue into the one that played, has premiered this week. That we hardly remember. In front, yes. Exclusively in front of. Uh, Doctor Strange, which is the trailer for Avatar 2, The Way of Water, which um was a trailer. Uh, we're going to see this movie. We don't have a particular vested interest in Avatar, do we? No, it's, it's just like... I, the frankly, ha-ha. most people don't. Nobody can name anybody from Avatar. Yeah, it's been quite the punching bag for a while. Um, and so, like, this is going to be... This is going to be the make-or-break moment, I guess. Mm. Um, two and three are already in... Are, like, already done or... Or well, two is probably. I think they're in post production. Basically, is what I mean to say. Yeah, but they've said like even James Cameron has said like, yeah, we got to make sure the other two do good before we move forward with four and five. So that'll be interesting. And this, I don't know. Like we 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 talked about this quite a bit yesterday. Is like the thing about these movies, is, and and this applies to lots of movies. And we've said this before, but the more expensive movies get, the harder it is for them to be successful. Obviously, you can't just have a middling like pretty good movie when it costs you five hundred million dollars to to crank out right so yeah there's a chance that these movies could do like be pretty popular but like i don't know i mean we say this like it feels it feels silly to root against it when the first avatar is still the highest grossing film ever um but i don't know man i I don't know if it i don't i don't think it'll break it again by any means i don't think this has staying power to to be in the top kind of tier again but i think it could certainly be successful enough Right. Um, yeah, I definitely think I think I know we're talking about soft pod, but I think that after two definitely is going to make a lot, a lot of money for sure, because it's going to be like, oh, my God, it's actually coming out like heaven. Two has been a punching bag for um, over 10 years at this point. because The movie came out in 2009. <clears throat> so it's just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, finally, Avatar two. And then if, and then however, Avatar two does Avatar three is going to be the real like, do people still like this? Because Avatar three is, a, I think, has a very high likelihood of just not 
doing as well because it'd be like, well, we've already seen Avatar two. Wasn't worth the wait. Right. Yeah, Depending yeah, on how right. Avatar two is. Like if it's good, if, if people what well, we'll see, they'll be like, all right, we'll see you next one. But you know, if we've seen anything the past month or two here, it's that like you can squander goodwill pretty quickly. Oh yeah. So everyone saw Avatar one and remembers it. I don't know if a lot of people love it, but sometimes all you need is remember, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's how Hollywood operates. <laughs> it's just like you remember this, right? You remember this, right? You know this from your childhood. Be like I have seen Avatar. I best. I guess I better watch this. Uh, and then they'll tune on in and um if it's bad they'll be like i don't know if it's good they'll be like all right i'll see the next one um or if they're like us they'll just see them all anyways because we're slaves to the machine but mm, slave mm, consuming <laughs> as far as actual content of this trailer there isn't much there's uh, no people, dialogue people well there's a, there's a little bit, bit. Of, there's a monologue maybe perhaps um, right yeah people have compared it to just like a, a vfx real like tech demo and i can't really dispute that but at the same time it's like well it's kind of what that first movie is a lot of like yeah. all the way through so it's, i don't it's also not particularly surprising i guess um we have a about section i don't know where this came from but read it out here anyways this says it's uh jake sully and natiri have formed a family and are doing everything to stay together however they must leave their home and explore the regions of pandora when an ancient threat resurfaces jake must fight a difficult war against the humans which is not uh dissimilar. One of the things I had to say about it, yeah yesterday is like it's not entirely dissimilar from the first movie um frankly to me it was surprisingly similar because i was like i mean these movies have famously been in he's been writing them like like a massive portion of the development time that has taken them to get from avatar one to now was literally just writing like before they did any pre-production work or or principal or anything obviously was just writing the 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 treatments for these and the in the scripts and i don't know i guess i was some expecting something a little more special out of this one than just we're doing the first movie again where we have to fight off the human invaders like it's weird right like yeah we have to fight the 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 tier what are they naviri what are they called navi or the we have to fight both the navi and the humans we gotta fight them all i guess that's the distinction is like it seems like in this one there are human navi and also navi humans Right, so there's like Navi who are on the human side who are wearing like human clothes, and then there are humans who are like living with the Navi and have like, or they're living in the, they're wearing their loincloths and they've they've got their bows and arrows or whatever, right? So yeah. that's 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 neat, I guess, but it's not. I don't know if it's distinct enough. Yeah, down to like when you have the same helicopters and everything, like I was saying, mechs and stuff. Same mechs. I was like, okay, this is the big. This uh, how about this? Apparently, Stephen Lang is returning in this one, so he's the villain from the last one like the main colonel guy who who natiri kills with a mech at the end she Does kills him in the spear? End. it's a big spear yeah, she like stabs him in the chest and like the heart i thought apparently he's just back so like that's i, they I don't know they built him a big they, heart but like i was like when i read that i was like what what are you doing james cameron what do you mean you're just bringing him back like he's lost his mind the man yeah, I don't know, man. It seems weird to me. It doesn't because my thing was all this time. I was like, man, I am interested to see how they're going to make some stories here about that take place wholly on Pandora. Right. Of like, yeah, are they going to be fighting other tribes? Are they going to be dealing with wildlife or some some other threat or what's it going to be? But like, I I never would have thought in a million years that the first sequel, they would just bring humans back again. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it to be seen. I mean, it's supposed to be this massive sp- like sp- spanning four picture you know story across you know all four of the sequels and and all this so i don't know um 
man, we talked about this as well. Like we haven't seen the first one in a long time. We'll probably watch it at some point this year in the lead up uh, to refresh ourselves. Right. Yeah. Just of it, but like movie's good. I think. I think it's fine for what it is. It gets a lot of it gets a lot of uh, flack for being the same plot as like Dances with Wolves. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's a classic e. That's a classic trope, right? It's not really. Mm-hmm. You can't really blame James Cameron for telling that kind of story. You know, like we always say, there are no. Every story's somewhere already. There's, so there's only seven kinds of stories, and we're telling them all over again. So that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Uh, there's like we saw Michelle Yeoh was supposed to be in this one. That's fun. Um, apparently, even another one of the other some of the other guys from the first one are returning. But like we we've talked about this plenty of time. If <laughs> uh, random internet sources for cast lists have made fools out of us before, so we right, won't best to be wary around them yeah we won't put too much stake into that but i'm i'm i am certain that Stephen lang is returning i did read that somewhere like legit so but i mean what else uh it looks nice it did look cool i saw it in 40x and the 3d was kind of like oh this is nice i think the 3d stood out to me more in the preview for avatar than it did for the whole of like dr strange so (laughs) something he's got those new cameras or whatever like underwater ones that he had to wait to be made so that's that's cool, I guess. There's not as much water as I thought. I thought this was going to be like a whole underwater movie because <laughs> it was called The Way of Water and they made such a big deal about the water, but not really, it seems. They're riding those like water dinosaur looking fuckers. I guess they can just breathe underwater, it seems like, because I don't remember that from the first one, but it's what it feel- seemed like in yeah. this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's neat, I guess. They have a weird little human like son, maybe? Or is he their friend? I don't know. I think he's their son. Why is he a human though? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know because at the end of the first movie, he becomes an avatar person permanently. Yeah, like he, they transfer his mind into like a body, so it's not even there's no question to it, right? Yeah, I don't. Rem- again, it's been too long. Like I don't remember the exact internal logic. Where do they get those bodies? I don't. I guess I don't remember. I think do they, they make them. Bodies? Are they made some? Yeah, they're somehow like artificial. But then yeah. they like they use. They don't even use science. They use the magic like spirit tree. And they put his soul in that body. So it's really, really him, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, why would why would their child not be a Navi? Unless it's not their child. It's just their buddy. I don't know. Or it could be their, like, adoptive child. I, I don't know. Yeah, or like, yeah, I don't know. I, he looked older, I guess, as well, maybe. But I don't, I don't even remember. And he's Again, wearing an oxygen mask. So, like, where's he getting that oxygen from? Yeah, he's got one of those mask things that they had. Because they can't, because humans can't breathe the air there. No, they were, like, standalone units in that movie. You don't. I don't think you needed like a tank. I think it was just like a thing you put on your face, and that was that was pretty much it. Oh, it like filters the air. Yeah, so, you know, I, you know, whatever logic. Yeah. Why is the air like too thick? I can't remember why. I just don't know if it has ox- enough oxygen or whatever. Oh, I, well, does it have too much though? Because they're so big. Oh, maybe it has more oxygen. It's got so much that it'll poison you. Because this character is it a girl? I didn't even notice. Well, there's a character that's played by a girl. There's a character called Loak. So I don't know who she is, but. Oh, maybe it's this. Oh, wait. This also says Loak, but this is a different actor. Fuck. I don't know, man. <laughs> we got to stop looking at all these. <laughs> all these cast things will just confuse us. We'll just get all turned around. And it'll be like a completely different person. It'll be just yeah. a third random person we've never heard of. When we actually have a trailer that on um, online that we can, you know, look at, uh, it'll be much easier to tell. But because we're just going off purely off a of memory. <laughs> yeah. A memory that from like three days ago, two days uh, ago. So maybe that was just a human female then jumping around either i couldn't even tell you but um i think that's probably we don't need to drive it home there'll be more yeah. of these it's a while away yet so uh, yeah i'm gonna say my trailer 
trash is that the the humans are just back already. They're just the villains of this one again. They're just doing yeah. they're just doing dances with wolves one more time. <laughs> hey, if it's any, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Actually, take I scratch that. My trailer trash is that there's no weird tail stuff in this. So, oh god, don't worry, there'll be plenty of that. I know that's actually that's more more pressing. I think my trailer trash would be is that I don't care about this series. I feel like it's too little, too late. Um, I think you okay, should have made it. What? Like, what if they are incredible? I'll still hate them. No, but like, come on. No, be honest with me, Jack. Okay. What if these? What if these really are like the greatest movies you've ever seen? Like, what if he actually has done it? We've He's just been it. making it's one of him. the greatest cinematic feats in history. We've just been making fun of him for a decade plus. Everyone's been like, "Ha! Huh, remember that movie we all gave him a billion dollars to see, but then no one actually cares about." Doesn't that make you feel bad, James Cameron? You dummy! Your movie has no lasting cultural impact. He's like, "Just you wait." Just you wait. And he's yeah, been but, um, killing him, and he makes the greatest film series of all time. See, now every, every every entry greater than the last. Good. Each one moving you to tears, Jack. What that? <laughs> uh. I mean, in that ima- in that imaginary world, that would be great. But I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's not gonna happen because the first one didn't do that. So if no, 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 even better. Like I said, each one greater than the last. So the fifth one will be probably like un- incomprehensible in its quality. It will be- <laughs> yes, exactly. No, no longer will anyone discuss Citizen Kane when they speak of the greatest films ever made. The Avatar Five. <laughs> At like th- that sentence, I don't like. <laughs> the, the fifth Avatar movie. And each one, I even though everything we just said at the top, we're wrong. Each one does make more money than the last <laughs> until Avatar 5 makes $7 billion global box office. Every every man, woman, and child on Earth goes to see it. <laughs> every man, woman, and child on the planet sees it twice. It That's makes $30 billion. And we all rejoice. It brings world peace. <laughs> we all, we all we cheer you. We say, James Cameron, you were right. We aren't so different. If the human and Navi can get along, why can't we, okay. all of us of the same species, not also live in harmony? And then it happens. And then Avengers 7 comes out and it breaks the world. Kevin no, we, say, we say we don't have much appetite for these Avengers movies anymore, Kevin Feige. Don't you know Avatar is the thing? Step aside, please. Step aside, please. We've seen true quality now. And God King Kevin Feige watches all his power disintegrates and he starts to age rapidly because he's an, an immortal being. It's like, no! We've seen- We've seen true quality now, Kevin Feige. You 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 hold no interest for us. No, but I actually I'll let you actually finish now. Uh, and then that was my trailer trash. And I guess my trailer cash is. I guess it looks neat. I it looks good. I guess. <laughs> Again, there's not a lot of like something to. It's not a lot of dialogue or anything or story. Yeah. Um. <laughs> my trailer cash is that. Um. No repeats. No repeats. Oh. Uh, I like when he's riding around. I like when he gets a gun. I do. I do think that's fun. The gun is fun. It happens at the climax of the last one. So when he's like flying around on the on the flying beast, but he also just has a machine gun still, and you're like, ah, he's the best of both worlds. He's truly become last the last samurai. He's socially become Avatar, the way of water. <laughs> yes. So, and their family is their fortress or whatever, and that's well, that's just sweet, isn't it? That's just very kind. Actually, of you know, cool. You know what's my trailer trash? I'm 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 locking it in. Um, Zoe Saldana's an alien again. Good honor. That's what she's best at. <laughs> ah, all right. So, which do you want to do? House of the Dragon or Obi Wan next? Let's say best for last. So let's go with Obi Wan. That's another. Or uh, yeah, Obi Wan last. Let's go with House of the Dragon. So this is another kind of lighter one. Yeah. Similar, similar in content, I would say, which is to say, there's not a ton of it. Um, 
but we can do the same kind of thing we're just like our general thoughts on house of the dragon right so yeah i would say you and i are both like uh you know cautiously sort of optimistic about this one and, and oh, pretty yeah, excited sure. I'd say. um you know people got a lot of problems with the end of game of thrones and i would certainly it's not without its faults but i don't think you and i hate it as much as the general it's not as viral yeah i don't yeah, exactly. If nothing else, we're, we're certainly not as vitriolic. You know, a lot of people are like have totally wrote written written it off. I guess forever, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like I never watch it again. You know, and it's got a, it's almost a similar thing as Avatar. Frankly, the people people love pointing out like it dominated pop culture for you know nigh on a decade, and then they fumble the bag so hard at the end that it's just like nothing anymore. Um, but I I don't feel that way necessarily. I bought the Blu-rays even after they all came out. Well, I got them for Christmas as a Christmas gift. Christmas from Father Christmas. From Father Christmas, I've got the 4K Blu-rays. You know, last year I watched them all through again just for the heck of it, and I was like, "Ah, eh, this show's pretty solid, man." Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> that's good, pretty stuff. good. Um, so we're excited, and like, I think I think you could make the argument that this will not have any of the pitfalls that Game of Thrones will ha- that Game of Thrones had as a show, right? Yeah, it'll be done. It's done because it's done. done. The story's done. People, people love saying like, "Oh, they they only were good when they could uh when they wrote when they adapted the books, basically, right? That once they got past the books, and they had to make make stuff up more or less, right? That's when they really kind of fell off. And you know, that's probably part of it. There's also the part of like they seem to have just lost interest, which is its yeah. own sort of thing. Um, but for this one, you know, it shouldn't have that problem, should it? No, I don't think so, because it's done and those guys aren't working on it. So that's good, I guess. That's cool. So this one, this is something interesting part of this show that I liked is that they've made the, uh, the um, Iron Throne more accurate. Yeah, that's cool. The books. Cause I remember um, George R. Martin, I've seen the interview where he's like, yeah, like in the books, the thing is supposed to be like 10 feet in the air. It's supposed to be like a, like a weird mismatched on uh, non-symmetrical, like amorphous blob of metal. He's like, well, obviously you can't build that for a show. So I'm like, so he's like, it's not that big. Like, it's not how I wrote it, but I mean, it's got to be practical. And in this one, they're like, no, we can just like put a book. It's, it's still quite the same. They still like the classic one, but there's a bunch of swords around him. Yeah, which is cool. I think I agree. And like they even kind of reference that at one point in Game of Thrones. Right. I think what's his face there? Uh, Varys? Maybe. No, Varys. it's the two of them. I think are discussing it and little fingers like you know i counted them there's not even there's like 200 swords there. there's not a thousand but this one there is like a thousand so yeah. <laughs> they did it. They, they brought them all in i agree i think that's cool um okay there's not much story to this i mean i think i know the story to this more or less i have that book i haven't read it yet and i maybe i'll make an effort to read it before maybe i'll just try to be more surprised but i have seen like they did like an animated um sort of like loose kind of like a very simple animation style like almost like a slideshow type guess thing, I guess you can almost call it. Um, yeah. Version of this on one of the Blu-rays that I, again, like I just, <laughs> I have the blu ray So I, I watched that. They did a whole version of the, of the dance of the dragon. So, you know, I think we're all familiar with the story. I think the big question to me is like how, you know, how and like in what ways they're going to stretch out and like expand upon the story to make it into like a full fledged series. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause I think you could, they could maybe if they really wanted they could do almost do a whole setting of like or a season of like setup and then prior to yeah prior to the war actually fully breaking out um yeah and it wouldn't feel too i don't think it would feel too forced or like 
slow if they did it right. No, because because people love that the like political intrigue of all the like backstabbing and scheming yeah. leading yeah, up to the true. big dragon fights. Yeah, like Game of Thrones, there's not outright war really much in the first season. So yeah, it's it's I guess it's a similar kind of concept. So um, you know, I do think that there that one of the dangers of this show could be if they try too hard to stretch it out though, mm. like like too too far. If they tried to make a Game of Thrones length thing out of it, where they go for yeah, I don't know try to go for seven eight seasons i don't think that would work um i feel like somewhere in the range i mean i'm not a writer so take this all obviously just grain of salt but they could probably do somewhere more in the range of like three to five and i think that could that could work maybe yeah i think so but i hope that with the at any rate whatever they decide to do that because they have the benefit of already knowing what they're going to make it on i really hope that they have already done that and they they know how long they're going to go and they've like all the seasons. Yeah. So hopefully that's the case. Um, and, but yeah, I think I could be good. I mean, I don't know what kind of creatives are involved in this. Who's carrying over? Who isn't? Um, I don't. Surely the two of them don't have anything to do with it, right? I don't think D and D have anything to do with this one. I don't know who's. I don't know who's writing it, but I don't think it's them. The showrunners for this are actually the directors of the Battle of the Bastards episode, oh, which won an Emmy. Yeah, that's great. So that's cool. So they are carrying over. Um, so they have experience. So I think that's and they got good. Some big battles, big intense fights. So yeah, which this should have lots of. Oh yeah, how they want to play it. So yeah, I definitely. Uh, I guess it's not there's not too too much to say. I don't have any. I guess I can do. We'll do. You can just jump right. Like you said, there's not too much. It's just being like, let's just talk about like a meta kind of like. Well, maybe hopefully it's better than Game of Thrones. Yeah. So like, I guess we'll just dump into the trailer trash, trailer cash part. Well, I would just say, just real quick, I do want to say yeah. it looks good. Like, yes, I agree. It does look very good. I think it has a that sheen of quality that the Amazon offerings so far are lacking. Um, it looks like Game of Thrones, which like, Game of Thrones. It's nice. Yeah, the costumes, everything about it, the, the camera. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a trailer, right? So they cut together whatever scenes they wanted. But I think it's safe to say that Game of Thrones knows how to make some. Or uh, HBO rather knows how to make TV shows that look nice, yeah, and probably will. Um, there's a couple cool. What's his face in this? Matt Smith. I was gonna say he was gonna be my trailer cash. He's been in like a oh, lot of things we've seen lately. There he is. You just, why don't you just steal that one right out from under me then? Well, Goodness. gotta be quicker on it. That's why I wanted to start. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to say for trash. I guess the only trash thing would be not enough dragons. Only one scene of a dra- two scenes of a dragon. Just give me more dragons. That's right. There's going to be a lot of dragons in this show if they do it right. So I think you'll get your wish. I, th- I hope so. Um, my trailer cash is going to be... Uh, I like the guy who's playing the Hand of the King. That's trash? No, that's cash. Oh, I thought you said trash. My bad. He's he's in some stuff. You've probably seen him in things before. He's Luna's dad in Harry Potter. Is he? Oh, I guess he's, he does kind of look like him, yeah. Yeah. He's in some other stuff. He's fun. He was Rasputin in the King's Band, actually. Oh, very nice. That'll be my trailer cash. And um trailer trash is that uh I don't know. Do we see any Starks? No Starks. Starks are involved, at least I think, I think when they're all swearing, he said the I don't think we see one, but we hear him say like Eye of the House Stark or something. Oh. Because they all they're all swearing fealty to whatever Tigarian king is yeah. on the throne. I don't remember which New one this is. It's probably the Oh no, he's right there. You're right. Rickard Stark. Never mind. I take it back. I take it I take back everything I've ever said. I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Then I I kind of agree. I don't really have much to go off. 
we're too clear we're very 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 optimistic about this one because we don't even want to um it's trailer, it's trailer trash that there is no you said dragons i'll say no dire wolves what nah, game love a dire wolf we need more where's our mythical creatures in our fantasy yeah. setting? where are the griffins exactly so then we'll round it out with the the I would say the biggest trailer uh, this week. Obi-Wan Kenobi. The full trailer released on Star Wars Day. Happy belated Star Wars Day, everyone. Um, the only thing they released on Star Wars Day. But that's that's par for the course, I would say. People, I think people have forgotten that like Star Wars Day is first and foremost like has always been a fan thing. Yeah. And like sometimes people get their hopes up because some years we really get nothing from from like official channels. And that's just kind of just how it I is. I don't know. Yeah, it's just how it always has been. So it's weird to me that people sometimes get too worked up but this one we had good stuff um no of course i with the good stuff i want to say still look bad that in grand inquisitor bad well i went yeah. oh my god look how bad he looks you know i think people i think they're kind of banking on people uh at the very least just like getting used to it i suppose because you know we saw the last one and he's there again and so it's just it is what it is uh but yeah i don't i don't know i saw people there's like some behind the scenes shots that have come out this week as well people liked more I, people there's like it's like a brighter lighting and you can see him kind of like in full view which on i mean it's even in the trailer you can see as well they say he looks better than that i mean i i can't i guess he looks better um i think his shoulder pads look a little goofy on him they're mm-hmm. like weird big and like seem kind of restrictive or whatever um i don't know it's it's whatever ultimately he's got a cape which is neat he doesn't actually wear a cape in rebels so we have seen him in other stuff with a cape but Capes are fun. <laughs> yeah. I think Reva looks great though. So, and that's almost more important because she's like going to be seems like the primary one, the woman one who doesn't have. Yeah. Make- um, she's the third sister. Has she appeared in other things? No, this is her first appearance in this. So, Ooh. she's again. She seems to be like the main one, and in that sense, she's probably going to like die or whatever is going to happen to her. But like, we don't, you know, we don't have any. She doesn't have any attachment to any later on stories, which is good. Whereas we know that uh, the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother have to survive so they can die later on, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but her her fate is obviously totally like up in the air, which is cool. And I think her costume design is probably the strongest personally. So that's good if she's going to be around most. Um, we see their ship again, which is sweet. Um, we got we got some leaks this week, Jack. I know you'll Ooh, be leaks. excited about this. That there's going to be some. A Lego set that is their shuttle and all three of them and Obi Wan and another guy. So that'll be yeah, fun. Plus the Lego leaks. That's awesome. What what would we do without them, right? Probably no less things. Um, we get that that absolutely cutting line from what's his face? Owen. Owen. You didn't know uh, his name. Hold on a second. No, I know his name. You you just Owen see Lars. No, I just couldn't. It was a brain fart, Jack. Don't it's not jumped mm-hmm. on my throat about it, Mister. Mm-hmm. I I'm Star Wars encyclopedia. <laughs> Um, that was actually trending on Twitter. The, Hashtag like he trained his father was trending on Twitter, <laughs> which is kind of fun. So fun. It's, I mean, he got him. He's he's right. He's like, yeah, you really fucked the dog on this one, Obi Wan. It's harsh, but also you can't blame him. But like we've talked about this before, it's not Obi Wan's fault. That's not yeah. fair. But I mean, you can understand where he's coming from. He's upset. So his he's, step he's trying to protect this kid. He's like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. Say what you will about Owen. That's definitely the case. Is like he's now he's only ever wanted the best for Luke, so you got to give him that, you know. And and a lot of people have been saying like it'll be good to see him actually have some characterization in this one because, if we're being honest, in A New Hope, right, he's just a story obstacle, and so it's like 
it's sad when he dies, but also necessary because it's like, well, we need Luke to leave. Yeah, we need Luke to like depart into the special world. Like the heroes, he's got to do the hero's journey. He's got to he's got to do his hero's journey, so he has to kill his uncle. <laughs> but so it's it's you know it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. But you know, so in this one, him him actually being a character will be good to see. So um, yeah, again, you can't really blame him, but it's cool. I mean, it's deep. Um, we get a little bit more of Obi Wan talking, right? In, in that same yeah. sequence and like people have pointed this out and it, and it i think i kind of noticed it too it, it seems like he is doing a bit of a transitional you know voice for this which is cool like yeah, getting a little closer to alec guinness, alec guinness which is fun because you know famously he like really took that seriously when he was in the prequels but he was obviously a much younger man and he, you know he said that for this one he's he's that much closer i saw him i think he was on camel this week and he and he was talking about it and like he had them make up a tape of all the, I'm sure and by tape I'm sure it was like an mp3 but um a tape of all of Ewan McGregor or uh, Guinness's scenes from A New Hope and stuff so he could like just kind of play it on a loop and like really hear the voice and and get immersed in it so I think it's great good for him he's really he's really taking it seriously which is delightful to see um we see the we see another inquisitor in this one who I think we get a glimpse of in the last trailer maybe like sitting at the table at one point but we see her again in this which is cool yeah we see that new imperial character who is like i mean there's a bunch of imperials right but the 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 one shot kind of lingers on the one um female officer she's going to be like a one of the main characters um we see purge troopers for the first time in live action which is which cool one of those so it's a shot at the fortress inquisitorious right mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of stormtroopers and there's some black armored troopers. Oh, okay. I do remember those. Right, of course. They're from well, they were created for they were actually created for the video game, right? Um the what is it called? Goodness. Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. And then they were actually retroactively put into well, not even retroactively. This the way that like the whole, you know, collective storytelling works there at Lucasfilm and like the story group is that um, they were created for the Jedi Fallen Order game, but something like, you know, a video game takes much longer to make. So they actually ended up appearing first in one of the Darth Vader comics that came out beforehand because, you know, the turnaround is, is much quicker. But yeah, so they've been in, the, I think that's only, that's all they've been in so far is in the video game and then in some of the comics. But they're basically like the specific troopers assigned to the Inquisitorious. Right, yeah. yeah. In the early days, like in that Darth Vader comic, they are, uh, they are clone troopers, which is like notable because generally speaking, the clone troopers are better than the, the stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, and then over time they phase them out. So presumably by the time of this show, uh, just like the normal stormtroopers and everything, the purge troopers are all like highly trained special recruits who they train there um, because it's been like ten years. So the clones would be getting up there age wise. So yeah, yeah. Um, that was cool to see. They have like new guns, maybe they have new helmets. It seems from their last, the other appearances we've seen them in, which is cool, which again makes sense because their armor in that is based off of clone armor. So again, it's been long enough now that like they would transition to something else. Maybe. Mm. Uh, but yeah, very, that's cool. It's just another little detail that they're like pulling from the other stuff, which we, yeah, it's we always good. Like the connective, the connectivity is always good to see. Uh, we see, we see, actually, we, we see Kumail Nagiani, which I remember we talked about last yeah. time in this trailer, that he might be the droid. So we, we find out he's just a person. He's not the droid. So I wonder what the droid is going to be. People think he might be a Jedi because he kind of vaguely looks like he might be wearing robe type That's, thing. I mean, oh, it's, that'd, be, that'd be cool if he was a Jedi. Yeah, another lost Jedi. I mean, like, I, I've kind of said before that I'm wary of adding too many Jedi, but eh. 
I think at one point on the show, we kind of did the math and it was like, well, even if a hundred survived, that's not that many Jedi in a whole galaxy. Less than a, that's like a percent of a percent. Right. So yeah, that's still, they still did really good. Right. I mean, they, they need enough Jedi that the inquisitors are needed. Or exist. That's a very good point too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's stuff. four Jedi in the, if it's Yoda, Obi-Wan, the guy from fallen order and like one other dude, it's like, well, do you need like 15 people? Very true. So to inquisit about, <laughs> point so they may as well add more jedi um and again like 100 is like yeah that still means the empire did 99 got 99.9 percent of them or whatever yeah i mean that's still pretty impactful <laughs> i hope they find a way to make plo Koon survive and make him like a robot so i can have him back like a cyborg like a cyborg plo Koon with force judgment i think that comes really back cool. well speaking of here's, here's a little segue for you so he comes back like four lom where he's just a head on like a droid body exactly that guy i don't know Four alarms in this. Woo, baby. That's what I did not for. recognize him, and you got mad at me about it. I can't believe it. We've talked about him so many times in the yeah, show. But I don't know what he looks like. I can't, I can't even... I couldn't believe that. I just, I, I'd never even considered it. That every time I mention you just you're picturing nothing? I don't know. I don't know what I... Literally, I had nothing to picture. I don't know what it's like. Just a totally random shadow each time. It's just, just, it's just like a... It's a hazy mass. It's like, okay, that's... That's four probably the shape of a human, maybe. It's like it's like a big curtain that just has a label that says four all and I go, well, I mean that's what he's Didn't talking I show about. You a picture of him in our first episode when we talked about how Boba Fett killed him and had his head. Maybe, maybe, but that was a year ago. Can you picture his severed head at least? It's like a bug. I've seen it now. Like I know yeah. it now. I looked at when you when we were talking about. It, I looked him up. I was like, okay. oh, that's four all right. So he's there. Which is very fun because I've said before he's like one of my I don't know for whatever reason I've latched onto him as one of my goofy side characters. So um, yeah, everybody's got one. Everyone's got one. He's my he's my glup shido. So it was great to see. Glad to get him. We, maybe we'll get a new figure of a new Lego figure, a new action figure. You know, fun. new stuff. I think I gotta. I I think I'm gonna work on constructing some kind of shrine to to follow him. Just because it's very fun to do with Star Wars, because there's for most Star Wars characters, there's an obscene amount of merch, so you can just get like thirty different versions of the same figure, just line them all up next to each other, just for the heck of it. So get like a blanket with his face on it, be like, so um, that's I guess that's most of it. We see him riding on his Eopi. That's nice, isn't it? Do we see him do some hand-to-hand combat? That was cool. Right. He's using he's using blasters a lot, which makes sense. He's trying to conceal. So uncivilized, but he's got to use them. Got to use them though. What, this is see what they push him to. I've driven to the brink. Yeah, it's it's tough. And then the end, it's Reva yells at him like you won't, you can't run from him or whatever. You can't escape whatever she says. And then you start with his arm, and then you hear his uh, his breathing. He's in a rough kind of way, man. I guess they're doing routine maintenance. I don't know, but he's man, wow. Isn't that one of yeah. the things with the lore of it that all his armaments are just kind of like cheap, shitty metal, so that he can't overpower the emperor. Yeah, the idea is like it's not actually as well made as it could be. One, to keep him in pain. Two, to make it so that he's not too powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And and like that his legs are like conductive of electricity that they don't need to be, but just so he could, the emperor can zap him. Mm-hmm. I think he would just change his legs when the emperor wasn't looking. Uh, people gave a lot of, um, this is one for you. So people on Twitter have given a lot of, uh, some people that is, a lot of, like lip service to the fact that his arm is replaced in this one seemingly right and that is the arm that was cut off in the first time right that's the one he had he lost mm. to, to count dooku and so if he still had that mechanical hand like the same one from the whole way th- the clone wars and everything then like that would have been like his legacy hand um but i don't 
think that's accurate. <laughs> no, I think they would just because because he he burns. He's mostly burned away when he yeah, is on Lucifer. Like, when he's on that table, he does still have the arm, but I don't. I got to imagine it was replaced. I don't think they kept it after Mustafar. The same yeah. one. I don't I imagine. Then again, like that's that scene is that the that particular shot is more for like impact than it is for any realism. I feel like because. In that scene, they're like bolting stuff onto him while they still have like the tattered, burned remains of his clothes like melted to his body. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know what kind of medical procedures they were following in there, but <laughs> not very I, good ones. I can't imagine that's the first time he's switched out that arm. And we've also seen in the Vader comics and stuff, you know, he's always losing limbs. It's one of those things where like after he's become robotic and the, the stakes are lower, they can just hack stuff off him all the time just for the heck of it. Yeah, because it's like, well, he's just build a new one. Um, so I don't, th- I don't think there's any chance, I, honestly, that it's the same arm. But people are like, "Oh, that's the last hand that he ever touched Padme with." And I was like, "I don't, I don't think so." You guys are reading a little too much. People are like, it's it's so, this, is so, "This is so devastating emotionally." Well, that human hand's gone because Obi Wan cuts it off. Oh right, oh, right. He cuts off the right. He's got no limbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of. Well, I mean, they're like different lengths up, basically. But yeah, he's got no like ends. Yeah, he's got no ends. <laughs> Oops, he's no ends. Human phalanges left. No, that's a shame. But so I, I gotta say, Trailer Cash is gonna be the, uh, the purge troopers for me personally, and for LOM, a little twofer. I'll say Trailer Cash for me is probably, I don't know, um, I, the new, the new Inquisitor. I like her. I think she looks cool. Like she's got her lightsaber out. The lightsabers look cool. So she better than like the rebels she's lightsaber. Like, I can't really tell. She's kind of greenish. She could be like a Mary Allen, like a Luminara and Dooley type, but I can't really. You can't see. And then like, trash would probably for me have to be the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother. They don't. They still don't look good. They look. The Fifth Brother looks like a frog. Looks like a frog man. <laughs> he does look vaguely like a frog man, like the frogman from Star Wars that we've like seen. Like the now. frogman, like the classic frogman, <laughs> Gerald P.S. Frogman, and his wife, the frog lady. <laughs> That's her name. That's her official name. You know, frog lady. That's all frog. she gets. That's all she gets. Um, eight all her babies. I mean, my trailer cash is like, how could they possibly take that arm from Darth Vader that had so much significance or whatever? How could they? That's the last hand he touched Padme with, except for the other hand that was flesh. Yeah, exactly. So, because I guess you can touch them with a metal arm, but you're not really touching anything, are you, my man? Listeners, if you ever think that we read too far into some stuff, just let that be a keep that on Twitter for ten minutes. There's the word like, ah, this is a deep connection, clearly, and then people are. People in the replies to that tweet will actively act like they're like emotionally affected. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is I'm being emotionally this this so this show is crushing my soul and it hasn't even started yet." Oh, it's like, all right, let's all right, calm down. Like, there's a reason we have an episode called "The Worst Takes You've Ever Heard." That's mm-hmm. Twitter. That's that's Twitter. Twitter. Us. It's, it's us. us. Ultimately, well, takes are in the eye of the beholder. Everyone, it's our takes. Our takes are objectively right and good. Everyone else's takes, but. Everyone else's takes you can object, you can decide um, to what degree they are wrong, but ours are always going to be right, and theirs will always be wrong. It's just you know, it's just a matter of like degrees at the end of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were very wrong, or just a little wrong, you know. It's like degrees of freedom in like a statistics problem. Like how, right. how how much how wrong? It's like n minus one. Uh, how many are you really going to go? The, you know what the what do they call the. the what? wiggle room in a science problem gosh what's that called the percent error the margin, yeah. of error. The margin of error the deviant or deviance or whatever it's called Standard deviation whatever all that nonsense is i don't know um, i mean it's all made up you know that's right so let's trailer trash 
No, that's not what I meant to say. It's like I could take it to the last top. Out of there into our next segment, I could take. Uh, the Moon Knight finale. Moon Knight finale. Um, um, here it is. Here it is. It's the shortest episode. It's the Why? shortest finale as well they've done yeah. so far on one of the Marvel shows. Um, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad, but I think it could have been longer. Yeah, I can't really Definitely. disagree with that. Um, yeah, I, in some ways, it's like they, you know, they do wrap up some of the stuff pretty, pretty well and nicely. But I can't deny that this definitely also succumbs to some of the some of the Marvel tropes, right? Some of the yeah. MCU like cooker cutty, cookie cutter kind of stuff. Honestly, like in a lot of ways, it's similar to Doctor Strange. I think in that sense, right? Like. It's got all this. The show all the way through has had like some real unique stuff, and then uh, the ending. It it really is a little like okay, yeah, this is kind of what you expect, right? This is this yeah, is they, pretty standard. They they really you know this the ending when they catch her. We're jumping a little bit ahead, but we'll get more mm-hmm. into it. I just want to say it at the top here. They uh, really lean in to the Moon Knight is Batman in that scene, and we'll we'll talk when we get there. So I guess the only way to begin is by beginning, and let's start at the beginning because in our last episode we talked about. How we're like, well, how are they? How's he gonna get Steven back? Turns out, just get him back. Just go see him. Yeah, he just walks up to him and um, and just gives him his heart and his little. I like the speech he gives. That's fun. And he's like, you know what, Steven? I accept. Like you're you're me, and that's fun. I don't know how I feel about the speech. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you, Jack, because dude, I don't know. It feels a little weird to me. I I can't lie. Like especially in this show, like we've talked about all the way through, where they went it with this big angle of like, oh, we're we're gonna. We're gonna deal with mental health in like a real way and try to like really be kind of more sensitive oh, the about superpower it. line. Yeah, to be like, yeah, that, that line isn't great. You are my the one part. superpower. You, my ostensibly my like mental illness, are my coping mechanism. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And like on the one hand, it's like that's probably healthy. Like he is accepting that part of himself and moving in like you know moving forward with it. He's which is probably healthy. Again, you know. Full, full disclosure, obviously, off off the bat again every week. We are not mental health professionals on any level. I don't know anything about this, really, but just from what I've seen in other movies and shows, because <laughs> that's where I get almost all knowledge. I don't know. It seems like a weird angle to take with it to be like, yeah, you you know, you're it's you're my superpower and, and it's real swell and it's great. It's like I don't, I don't know, man. Like I guess I don't know. I don't know where else they could have gone with it though, right? in the context yeah. of the show, because the way they set up, I don't think you could have just killed him. <laughs> like, I don't think the answer there was to leave him and just be like, all right, well, I guess leave I'm him in hell. And like, I'm free. Actually. I'm, I'm set. I I've moved on. I'll be all right. Like, no, I guess you got to get him, but man, I don't know. It's, it's a little weird, but you I know, think, I think without the superpower line, it, it's just a lot better because the superpower line is like mm, his mental, the thing we just saw him use to escape his abusive mother. Yeah. Is this superpower? That's a weird way to phrase. Like, exactly. I understand what they're, for because like, up until that point he's like oh, i'm not gonna abandon you steven you know we're in this together that, that's all well and good it's just the last one that kind of sours it or kind of kind of sweep kicks it and uh, hamstrings it, i should say it's just very weird though the whole way because oh, it's like yeah i i guess even the down to the idea though that like this personality this this disassociative identity that he has formed to deal with his trauma in this way is a separate entity recognized by the afterlife even it's just like eh, yeah, it's so weird god is like oh yeah you're good man it's just so hard to like i think i don't know if there was ever going to be a way where you can fully you know rationalize and, and bring together the you know 
comic book fantasy sci-fi kind of elements that they had to have for the show because that's what the show ultimately is and then still handle like genuine mental health stuff realistically i, I think there was always going to be a clash yeah. there ultimately and you know so yeah you know because we've established him as a character who we all like and we don't you know we don't want anything bad to happen you have to have mark save him but at the same time it's like man is that something he should still have or need going forward like he's I don't know. Is it the idea that like the balance is healthy, but like, is that, is that actually like what you would want? Cause Mark is, Mark is the real person for all. Right. He's uh, real. Honestly. And like, again, I guess he, it seems like Steven is also kind of real person too, because he's there, but it's like, is that really how that works? It's a, it's a bit too confused. Nebulous. Yeah. It's like, well, and it's like, I don't, and I don't envy them. Cause I don't know how I would do this either, but, just trying to juggle both of like, well, we need to do the superhero stuff. You know, we just need to make this in a, ultimately a relatively lighthearted, like comic book thing, but also try to deal with, yeah, like serious mental health stuff. It's, it, it's, it was going to be hard no matter how you slice it. I think so. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they handled it perfectly in there. I do think that line's a bit, ooh, but whatever it is. I will say it is ultimately fun seeing them work together and like switch back and forth on a dime and, and, you know, beating up all the guys. Yeah. At some point, Steven just fully <laughs> was okay with being a being a fighter. <laughs> That's cool, I guess. Just killing those men. Suddenly, he was really good at fighting, even though why would he be good at fighting? He's not the mercenary. Before that, before we got to that, we have the God fight. So we called that last week, and it it's happened, which is good. It happens yeah. a couple times. The first they fight when they're when they're kind of big, you know, pretty big, and then they fight. They get huge. They get real big and fight. Yeah. They become kaiju. So Ahmed is released, of course. And I notice is that those uh, little stone statues very breakable. My gosh, I intense. She didn't break them all, Jack. I was really hoping she'd break them all. Why didn't she break them all? Why would you not? Why wouldn't you break them all? I don't know, man. Like, what's the worst that could happen? She went the one guy. She she gets the one avatar, and he's like, "Oh, we need more of us." Okay, first of all, I got a question for you, Jack. Why did those yeah. people die? Why that guy die? Because Moon Knight can't die while he's got his god. Did those people god just be like, yeah, nah, we're not gonna... Like, is that... What's that about? Yeah, I, Moon, I don't know. Is Conchu's avatar in particular invulnerable and the rest of them are just not? Like, what? Do they not have healing armor? Yeah, why didn't they turn... Why didn't they get a cool costume? None of those people ever, ever get costumes at all. What's that about? No. That's lame. I don't know. Very weird. Um, but whatever. So I thought for sure when that guy was like, we need more avatars than we have. I thought she was just going to start smashing, smashing the statue and get a bunch of avatars. But no, I guess, I guess when he said we need more avatars than we have, he just meant one more avatar, which <laughs> ultimately was- by the end is a grand total of two, two avatars, two avatars. I guess it's, two, I guess it's more than Tarot's one and Moon Knight's one, so we need just more. So I guess that, like, because she, technically it's correct. He's like, oh, we need more. Is it like okay? I was like more than the whole council, or like more than we have, as in it's just me and I'm dead. I'm I'm about to die. Like what? Whatever. But so he's like, okay, we need more avatars than we have. And Layla's been talking to to Tara there, and he, she's like, all right, I guess I will be your avatar. And then she she is. They go all avatar up. She gets. She gets bird powers. Yeah. Bird um, from the hippo god. So that's fine. Yeah. That's whatever. That was, I don't know why they couldn't yeah, do like, something else. But I guess they already established Tawrit. How do you say her? That's right, right? More or less. Yeah, Tawet or something. Yeah. They already established her from the last episode and everything. So I guess they didn't need to want to bring in a, you know, a third. 
or I guess fourth, whatever, God. So they were just like, we'll just use her, but then also Hippo's not cool, so we'll just give her bird wings and stuff. So, which is fine. I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like true, but like, you know, whatever. I think it looks cool. I think it's a sweet costume. I think it's cool that she just gets to be a superhero, right? We, we said at one point, like, man, are they going to do... Is she actually going to become Moon Knight at one point in this show or in the future? But I, they just did that instead. I think that's... that's your own superhero. Yeah, which is cool. The, the little girl asked her if she's like, you an, uh, an Egyptian superhero? She's like, yeah. That's fun. I really like that. Like, we've... I think at times we're going to be like, oh, they, they go a little too goofy and, and some of the stuff's a little too corny. Or like, even with some of the, you know, political correctness stuff from time to time, you're like, where are they, are they doing a little too much with this or whatever? But... I feel like stuff that right there, like that's what it's all about, right? That's yeah. great. Having a little kid be like, Giving people heroes." Yeah. Having a little kid be like, "Wait, are you Egyptian?" She's like, "Yeah, I am. I am an Egyptian superhero." That's sweet. That's just that's what it's all about, man. That's just not. That's just neat. We just think that's neat. We just think that's neat, man. That's what it's all about. Like that is what people mean when they say like we should all have representation in these stories because, and obviously, like that was very literal, right? It was still a little corny in the sense that they put it in the show. Like that wasn't a real. <laughs> you know, interaction that happened, right? That was a thing that they wrote, but still, I think it was fun. But so before, a little bit beforehand when, um, oh, Jesus, Arthur, yeah, Harrow, I was called him Hawkwing, fucking <laughs> Wheel of Time. I was like, that's not his name, what's his name? When Haro releases Ahmed, I thought Ahmed looked really good. Yeah, and be. he's all, and he's like, all right, judge me. Uh, if I gotta die, I'll die. And I'm like, damn, he's all about it. He's, he's about that life. Yeah, he, um, he was actually like, I guess he meant everything he said. Like, yeah. he was committed to it, which is, I guess, admirable. If it wasn't such a horrible plan, horrible <laughs> steering like souls from people and feeding with the big crocodile lady. If plan wasn't to kill like most of the world or whatever. Then you'd almost be like, oh, good on you. But yeah, he does. So you can't, you can't really feel that glad for him. But yeah, and then she takes him anyways because like she probably is just evil, like we've been saying day one. <laughs> Um, you know, and like, it's funny that she, she was like, yeah, last time I picked someone who was like totally balanced, who was totally, totally good. I guess referring to, she's like, he was like actually balanced. And so he locked me up. And so I guess we were kind of confused about that at one point, but it seems like Alexander the Great was not evil in the MCU. So we're all good. We're all clear in that sense. He can thank goodness. Continue being everyone's favorite MCU superhero (laughs) and real life role model. (laughs) But so... She's like, ah, last time I got someone who was really good. They didn't actually like what I was doing. So I reckon this time I'm not going to do that. And you'd think like, someone was on board with my murder. Like, mm, that sets off some alarm bells there. Yeah. Um, about this one, fellas. Arthur, maybe you got to reconsider what you're, no? <laughs> it's like, uh, and then he stabs into well, like an axe and it gets real long, yeah, which is good. He gets a little fight. He gets some fighting in this, which is kind of fun. Good for Ethan Hawke there. He doesn't get an avatar suit though. No, he doesn't he get a crocodile suit. Which is lame. We were hoping we were holding out for that, but no, no dice. Um and then yeah, they Mark and her reunite and they just do some action. They do some fighting. Layla catches a van. That well, that's where that girl comes from, obviously. Um there's that really cool like one kind of continuous shot where Moon Knight's going oh, down the beating the shit out of everybody. But it's really Steven, but he's really just laying into him. Um, he's got those sticks. He's going wild. Yeah, he is. So I guess he's just fully on board now, and also good at it too, no less. Like not only is he yeah. like, oh, I guess I'll be violent. I don't mind. He's also like, yeah, competent. So good for him. Um, <laughs> and then they beat up 
Harrow, but then it's looking rough, isn't it? Like, oh gosh, they got us. He's, he's in the up, and they're like, we don't need any more action anymore. We'll just cut to the end of it. They're surrounded by like a bunch of people. It's looking like what's he gonna do? There's no, there's no way to get out of this one. Um, and then yeah, he does because it's secret third personality. Because the because though they were like, well, we got our Deus Ex Machina. Let's just. I mean, like I, I saw people complain about that. I've seen people be like, man, I wish we would have seen that sequence. And I can't disagree, but I also think it. I think the you know that element of the story has been interesting and compelling. Side like I didn't mind. I was just like, ooh, their third personality again. Like I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really mind. I guess I could see where they're coming from, but it didn't jump out of me. I was like, man, why didn't I get to see that? Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm kind of more on your side. I do think I was like, would I like to see a, a little bit of it, like more, like maybe more of like a cue, like it, like zoom in on Mark's face and him start to like do the effect, like like the um, flashing effect and like his eyes start to roll up and then it cuts. Cause then it, cause the way it is, it just like cuts. It's like, well, I kind of, I know, like, I know what they're doing, but I would like to like, I would have liked to have it like, kind of go back to when him and Steven used to switch where it'd be like sudden. Yeah. I don't think I can disagree. I think I can see both sides of that. So, but again, it wasn't horrible. I don't think it didn't jump out at me. At least being like, wow, that was stupid. So I, I don't mind. Yeah. I'm, one th- and then then he okay so they seal they seal Ahmed away after they beat Harrow into Harrow they seal him in the-, the culmination of this is that they're they tell him you have to seal them in a human form which is weird because that's not what you had to do before I you know again they, the writing in this one is like it's just kind of standard tropey bullshit right like it doesn't yeah it you know it lets I feel like it lets down the the series a little bit but whatever. Because it's like, why? Like, we showed that she was already locked in a stone thing, right? And we showed that, you know, you can lock Conchu in a stone thing. Why? I mean, again, is it like too many? Is that it? Is it like, if you don't have enough, this is like second best thing? Yeah, it must because there's only two of them making that circle. So like, you need the full group to put them in stone and like really lock them up for a while. But if you only have the two of them, best you can do is put them in a person. Um, So I guess that's... That's whatever. It's fine. So they do that. And then this is my absolutely favorite moment of the whole thing. Um, the Batman moment. This, the horrible, horrible trope. I, God, so he goes and they got him and then they're like, all right, well, if you kill him, you kill him and Amit and it's swell and we're all taken care of real easy. We're all copacetic. Real, real clean, cleaned up, real nice. And then he's like, I don't want to kill. I'm not a killer anymore. Um, and he's like, you, you, you can't make me. Which, gosh, on the one hand, I kind of like, because we talked about, I think just last week, right? That's the thing that's happened a lot more in the comics. Like when, and, and we kind of theorized, like maybe they'll, they'll find a better um, agreement going forward with the end of this and, and a balance between them. Right. Where Mark will be like, you know what? I'm not just going to be your like straight up, you know, killer for murder slapdog for you anymore. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use my own judgment from time to time when I want to, and, and we'll, we'll be a little more balanced here. And that's great, but I don't think it was really earned in this one because they didn't really, like, build to it. And I guess the big thing is that in this episode, he kills a lot of people still. Oh, yeah, he throws... There's literally just an open scene of him throwing two of those moon rings into men's chests. And again, this is, like, Mark and Steven. Not not the third guy we'll get to, but, like, the two of them consciously are killing people, certainly. And... I guess I just I hate this trope. I hate the whole like you can kill everyone else, but if you kill this guy, you'll you'll be no better than him. 
Yeah. Why? Even though he's killed hundreds of people. Exactly. Like, you, no. Like, those other guys were probably more innocent than this guy, and you killed them without a second thought. This is the actual ringleader guy, right? This is the guy who brought this all into being. Like, the actual yeah. evil dude. Why is he the one you're going to spare, above all? Like, it, it makes the least sense. I hate it. I literally brought up the TV trope article on it. Because I hate it. So it really? That's, oh, yeah. That's funny. Well, it's like, it's basically, yeah, it's just the the... If you kill him, you'll be just like him. But there's also the whole, yeah. like, there, I feel like there's got to be, there's probably an extra, like a separate subset article for when it's specifically after the hero has killed a bunch of people already. Because that's when it's even <laughs> dumber, right? Like, oh, yeah. Or like, when he's like, kind you're sounding a lot like Ahmed. It's like, no, you fucking dumbass. This he's guy did it. Vengeance. Exactly. He did it. You watched him do it. The whole season. They've outlined the difference between Amit and Kanchu being that Amit will kill you before you've done anything because maybe you will someday and Kanchu will do it after you've done something bad. This guy did yeah. something bad. He deserves it if anyone does. Just get him. He, like, like in this episode alone, Harrow is just stealing people's souls. How many people die, right? All those people who yeah. get their souls stolen, I think, are just dead forever, right? Like, that's pretty yeah, messed they up. they were eaten by Ahmed. Like, I was like, oh, God, that's rough. Like, all those people are just getting, like, aimed, just some random follower of Ahmed, I guess, of which there are apparently many, grabs you in the street and you die. Like, good grief. Like, that's horrible. And he's like, nah, we don't need to kill him, though. Why? Why Why? Why risk it? Hmm? Yeah, why you even? Or you'll kill again. Get this guy. Huh? Now he's got a god inside of him, so... Like... Man, like, okay, I, there is a, I got it. It's called, it says, What Measures a Mook is the uh, TV Tropes article, which is basically, when the hero confronts the big bad, no matter his crimes, he will spare him, despite all logic being against it. However, when he kills a mook who happens to be in his way, it's no big deal. And in fact, an entire mook horror show is just fine, which would be, I guess, when he kills, like, a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. um, because they're generally not seen as people. Yeah, essentially. Like, that's, it's, it's one of the laziest and, like, least compelling tropes to me i'm not saying that i like want all my heroes to be killers or whatever right um or that right. needs to be although like that wouldn't be out of line for moon knight in a the lot mercenary. of ways yeah. um i just just be a little more consistent <laughs> like that's all it's really it's really unsatisfying when you're like this guy probably should die and we're not going to kill him because of plot but i just killed so many other people like that's if he had made a conscious effort from whatever even just the start of this episode let's say right he decided that his experience there, he's found balance with his life and everything. Him and Steve are like smooth sound now. And they're like, all right, we're not going to kill anymore. That's not a thing I want to do. I, I would, I would be even much more receptive of that. If he said from like this episode, I'm not going to kill any more people. Cause like that's consistent because he's had an arc even within this season to go from killing at the beginning of the season to not. But when you're going to have him kill, like what he kills some dudes like two minutes before he decides to spare, he has to spare Arrow. Arthur. That just yeah. doesn't work. I don't think. Does not come together. And um, and then Conchu's like, I keep the promise. The two of you are free. And then they just wake up in their apartment, and it uh, pretty abruptly ends. Yeah, it just kind of ends. And then they're not with Layla anymore. I don't know what we're meant to think of that. Maybe it was just like, I don't know. Maybe it was just Conchu being petty, of like just dropping off that apartment. And now from there, they'll be like, all right, let's hang out with Layla. Maybe I. I don't know. I mean, we still, there's still a lot of kind of things we don't know about the whole way that shook out and like, again, how much, I mean, I don't know. I guess they've been broken up for a while, I suppose. Right. But I, it's still, I still think it's questionable and kind of confusing the whole, like how much of this was a, was a full on double life he was leading, you know, 
yeah that side of things still confuses me because it's like so we know that a big the big factor was that his mom died and he went to the funeral and that really put him in a bad place that has caused all these bleed overs but it's like was he actually living in london is that where he lives was that just for like tracking down harrow what is what's it all about but i don't know um i guess it's not i guess those specifics aren't ultimately that important are they no, not really, I don't think. And then after that, we set up, we do an in-credit scene. Which I think was great. So I, and we got, we got our, our, finally got him, our limo driver, Jake Lockley. So they're in a, the mid-credit scene, they're in a, another mental institution this time around, right? But this time it's just real. And Arthur Harrow's there and uh, she's like, oh, you're spilling your drink, Arthur. We gotta, we gotta put you to bed. And then he thinks it's full of sand. Yeah, yeah. And guy comes up and he's like, no, I'll take care of it. And he's speaking in Spanish. And he's like, I'll, I'll take care of it, nurse. And he's like, hey, why don't you why don't you calm down? Let me do this. Hmm? And he walks away with him. And then on the way out, we see that the people have been incapacitated or killed at the at the hospital there. And he brings him mm-hmm. outside to a limo. And he's like, ah, yes, I'm free. This must be. I think he thinks he's being saved by like his followers. Right. At first. And then yeah. he gets out there and it's Kanchu. Kanchu's in the. In the Mr. Night co- in the Mr. Night suit, Mr. chilling. Very clean. Very nice looking. Should be. He's looking good. And he's like, hmm, I let those two dinguses out of the contract, but they, they don't even realize how messed up they really are. He thinks that why would I ever want to get rid of him when he's so easy to use? Which kind of just reinforces what uh, Arthur Harris was saying at one point, right? Which was like, Concho only likes you because you're so like unwell that you're easily manipulated and everything. Yeah, exactly. So... Which is unfortunate. Turns out maybe Conchie's not such a swell dude, but who would have thought? Who would have thunk? But um, yeah, and uh, the, it's revealed that the guy who brought him out was uh, the the third person I we've been waiting on all, all along, which was Jake Lockley, the who is a cab driver, kind of in this. He's got his little hat. He's driving a limo, not a cab, but that's fine. Um, close enough. And he speaks Spanish, which I think is great. I thought it was really neat. I thought that was like a sweet detail, like because classically he's like a I don't know, like a Brooklyn cabbie kind of dude. Um, but I was like, you know, I, we talked about it right off the top with this show, right? Like since day one is that the reason they gave like Steven as well, even such a significant accent is because you need to differentiate them on screen mm-hmm. more than in a comic book, because in a comic book, it's all visual and you just see it anyways, right? You can't hear them talk. So it doesn't matter. But so on this one, it's like, all right, we gotta, we want to differentiate them so that when you see Oscar Isaac and then Oscar Isaac, you know, who's who. Um, and so I think the third one to give him have him speaking Spanish. He's like a really fun detail. And it's probably cool because, you know, Oscar Isaac, uh, he's Guatemalan and all. So yeah, he's like playing up to his own kind of strength. Cool. Yeah. So I not, as much as I liked this scene setting up for season two, cause this clearly is setting up for like a season two or something or some continuation of moon Knight. When he points that gun at Harrow and fires it, Horrible. does not look good. I was very disappointed by that. That looked awful. It no recall, not just like, I didn't move even a little, the uh there was no shell the slide didn't move it was bad um it's one of the worst guns i've seen in a while which is upsetting don't don't go so close like marvel just... usually isn't notably bad at gun like they usually are competent enough that it doesn't stand out to me at least like i don't know but yeah that was rough that was a bad look hate to see it could have could have sprung a little bit for the for the bullet budget on that one there marvel yeah or just or just cut sooner yeah don't even Honestly, cut away. Just do the the, the like cut away to black. Here are two gunshots. End. 
that would have been fine. Like Moon Knight will return. Hit him with the Moon Knight will return. Yeah, like I wouldn't have cared. Um, but whatever. It's ultimately not that big a deal. But yeah, we we've gotten the the full sort of reveal. I mean, obviously it's very brief, and it's just we just kind of get a sense of him. But he's clearly like the more devious, violent one, like violent one. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, which is again like kind of what it seemed like it was pointing to all along was like there's someone even more beyond Mark, and this guy just seems to kind of revel in it and is like kind of yeah, just almost sadistic about it, I guess. So. It'll be interesting to see, but like this is the thing. Um, they have been adamant even all through the rest of this week. No season two, so man, I don't know. What uh, where do we where do we see the future from Moon Knight? Um, I think he might just pop up in other stuff. Like just like he might just pop up in other stuff. I mean, this is just like introduce him. And he'd be like, all right, he's around, and so now he'll pop up in whatever we need him to pop up in, like in like uh the um, the Halloween thing or Midnight Suns or something. Who this knows? is like. A- this is a pretty big like personal thing to add on just at the end for his character right like this is silly something he's gonna need to deal with at some point which is the only reason i would like it's kind of confusing to me is like they never address that obviously in this season like so i I guess whatever i mean obviously they could just do whatever this next appearance in something else if it's just a minor supporting kind of role they don't have to address it or like deal with it in that thing it's just kind of in the background you know we we just kind of know it's it's lingering there but I don't know. I guess sooner or later, I feel like they're going to have to do it, right? So, I don't know. It feels like that has to be some kind of solo Moon Knight project, right? Yeah, I because I, I, I saw that there was like a tweet that came out on like Tuesday or something that people noticed was like changed from series finale to season finale hmm. um, on the Marvel Twitter. I feel so, like people have talked about this before, though. I feel like people have honed in on that for other things that turned out to be you know, non, right. not of any note, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, so I guess let's say, what, what do you think overall of this season here, though? The first outing, or I guess the series, if it really is just a self-contained miniseries. Um, no, I certainly think it had a very strong start. I think it was good overall, but I think it kind of fumbles a little bit in like the middle and towards the end. Like they start very strong and then they kind of, like we talked about earlier, how like they're kind of trying to do mental health and superhero stuff, and, it, and they kind of it's, obviously we you know, nothing, I guess nothing really against them, but it's kind of hard to juggle that, and it kind of shows. So I think this is probably one of the better Marvel shows, but I think obviously it's nowhere near like Wandavision or something. Yeah, I kind of agree. I would say it's well, I don't know. It might only be like a couple, one or two behind Wandavision for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, one or two probably. Isn't that many, that many Marvel shows? It's towards the top for me. I think I do think, dude. I mean, I. Yeah, we obviously had criticism with this finale in particular. I mean, we kind of I I dug into it a little bit for this for the sake of you know argument, but I don't actually like dislike it. I mean, some of that stuff's definitely goofy, but I don't think it dragged down the whole show or anything. Um, you know, while you're watching it, it just kind of passes by. You don't really worry too much. So I, I think it's fun. I do think the action, the finale was good and all, so that that was fun to see. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We've been pretty positive overall, and like. I've been saying since the beginning, I really like Moon Knight. I think he's interesting as a character, and he's one of my personal favorites that I've always, I've always cherished. So, in that way, I think uh, I, I enjoy this for sure, and I would not be disappointed if they wanted to do a season two. But I guess it does not seem to be in the cards at the moment. But you know, whatever he pops up again, I hope he's continuous in the universe, which I can't imagine they won't be. I know Oscar Isaac's been like. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to do like a Star Wars again, and and apparently it took him, it took some convincing to get him even on board for this. But gosh, he's, I mean, there's no way he's not going to be a part of it going forward, right? 
Yeah, I would have thought because he like I don't know, he put so much work into it. I mean that um um what is it called? The director was like, I'll probably come back though. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't. Gosh, they got a some kind of. I mean, yeah, we've been saying like Midnight Suns and 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 yeah, the Halloween thing. I I think that's. I feel like there's a very good chance. I mean, I know it's only just this year, so it'd be a pretty quick turnaround for his second appearance. But you know, we talked about like it's it that special is supposedly a werewolf by night. I don't even think supposedly, right? It's, it's a werewolf by night thing. Yeah. yeah, Moon Knight's first appearance was in Werewolf by Night. Um, so, so I don't know. It was natural, right? Yeah. I mean, you can obviously do whatever. There's nothing set in stone, but it would. I think it would certainly make sense. I don't think anyone would argue against that if you wanted to go that route with it. So I don't know. Here's hoping. I guess. I like him. I'd like to see him again. Um, yeah, I don't know. Even like Layla, though, like that's it feels pretty sudden, like left up in the air with her because she gets oh, yeah, superpowers. Sure. And then it's like, OK, is she going to be a continuum? Because she says she says, you know, it's only temporary. Right. I'm only going to be your temporary avatar. But we don't see that like resolved one way or the other. So we don't see make that deal. Or... Right. We She just says that and then they do it. But it's like, I don't know. She could be a superhero going forward. Like, why not? You know? <laughs> I don't know. So I, yeah, ultimately solid for me overall, but, uh, you know, we're definitely, yeah. Remains to be seen where they're going to go with him in the future, but a solid outing from Marvel. And now we're going to have a bit of a respite until, uh, Ms. Marvel, right? It's the next Marvel thing. Yeah. Marvel. We got better part of a month. I literally, I literally a month because in a month when we were recording this on the, on the eighth. So a little bit of respite. Maybe we'll get more Ms. Marvel stuff we can talk about beforehand or probably just wait till the week before. Well, I won't be there to talk about it before. Well, yes. you'll, you'll be around. Um, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, and then that one, and then the 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 wheel grinds on. It never stops. Never the stops. Turn. We got the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass. The wheel of Marvel content keeps turning on. Tries we might to stop it. So, what do we have the next? What's the next movie? Is Thor? Thor, and and then uh, yeah. Then what's its face? Yeah, I mean that's not so far out of you either at this point. So it just keeps on a rolling, doesn't it? Just, like we said, after October is going to be chock full of content. There's that little. There's always little breaks, and then we just steam full power. People still think there might be a uh, what if season two this year. So that'd be crazy, but wouldn't put it past them. Crazy. It will be a little crazy. What other? We got She-Hulk supposed to be this year too. I mean, it's. I've heard things that She-Hulk's been delayed in some way, but nothing official. My goodness. Like, there's been rumors that it might get delayed to, like, the end of this year instead of, like... Because originally it was supposed to come out, like, end of summer, beginning of fall. And in what I've seen, uh, nothing's like, nothing, I've seen nothing, nothing confirmed from Marvel specifically that it might get pushed back from... To, not from, from the time I just said to, like, like Hawkeye, when Hawkeye came out, like, November, December. Mm-hmm. Because of, like, VFX stuff. Like, they're not just not done with it yet. Like, it's just not physically finished. And they had to send it to a bunch of different places to get like the VFX stuff done. I guess it would just be a lighter year. I mean, we talked about this though being likely because last year was so packed because it was essentially two years crammed into one, and now that they've kind of caught up a little more, so yeah, there's probably only going to be three of the show. I mean, it's already right uh, May, and we've only had the one, so uh, yeah, it makes sense. I guess if they've they're a little if they're spread out more, so then I guess we only get two more. But I don't know. I think that about does it for this week, Jack. What do you think? You know, I. I think it does so we're gonna write about here so always thanks so much for listening you can always find us on twitter at agatech jazz that's j-a-z on instagram at the agatech podcast or on gmail at agatech jazz at gmail.com follow us there email us there do whatever you want tell your friends tell your enemies tell your family even 
You can always listen to us on anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know the places. Wherever you listen to this now, it'll still be there when you come back. Uh, logo is on my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram, on Redbubble, Redbubble, and our intro is on my friend of the show, Artist Celery Salt. Last month, fellas, if you were eagerly anticipating his album, less than a month left. We're almost there. We're going to get more information soon, I think. Uh, and as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say so goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.